Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. I'm your host, Maurice Rulo. We're here with episode 16 of the Codex Prime Podcast. Thank you all for being here today. Eris, how are we? I don't know. I What day and date is this? I have no idea. I, don't know. I usually count on you to tell me. It is Tuesday, October 6th, <laughs> 2015. Uh, I don't know. We recorded on a Wednesday. We recorded on a Thursday. I don't, I don't even know. All time has lost meaning. Right. That's how I've been feeling for a long time now. <laughs> that is how I've been feeling for a very long time. I am uh, all right. I'm better than last week. I'll say that. Yes, that was a very rough week. I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to make it about myself, because that's what I usually do. True. I'm not on call this week, so I will be here for the entire episode. I will not mysteriously disappear and then have people skip forward because they miss me so much. So don't worry, everyone. We'll be okay. Yeah. Bird, how are we doing? Bird, oh, let's call Bird in the back. No, 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 no. <laughs> right now, I was going to ask Carl Bird how's he, how he's doing. He, uh, he doing all right. Uh, what's happening, everybody? Just, you know, good to be here, as always. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, uh... You were here last week, right? Yes, yes. you were. Yeah, I was going to say we missed you last week, but see, I, I, time has lost all meaning. Yeah. All these episodes have blended together. So it's been like one really long, super boring episode. I'm just kidding. It's been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and Victor Moore and Victor, how are we? Jolly good, man, as Jolly always. good. You said jolly good. <laughs> yeah. It's not the first time you said that either. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a very special guest with us here today, Raza Clifton. Raza, how are we? Good. Good, very happy to have you here today. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, she sounded really unsure of it. I don't think we believe. If, if, if the listeners were only able to see her face, I was, I was looking directly into her face. Right. Her eyes got super shifty when she answered that question. Yeah, she, I mean, has she did put her head down. Incredibly yeah. shifty. She's now covering the mic and trying to get us to stop recording. It's okay, Reza. We're all friends here. <laughs> so uh, we're, here. <laughs> we're here for a little music talk today, but uh, tell us a little about yourself. Um, well, a couple things, I guess, um, to know. Um, I identify as a writer, digital storyteller, and a cultural navigator. And so those three terms kind of really help encapsulate who I am, what I do. So obviously, like, I like to write a lot, and um, I love writing in all different mediums and types and styles and mm-hmm. genres mm-hmm. from poetry to um you know just like reports it's terrible i actually <laughs> enjoy writing reports you enjoy writing reports oh yeah. my goodness so quote me if you need to or like save <laughs> wow. that to never quote because everybody else hates reports how was you when i was in school <laughs> <laughs> maurice would have cheated off you so much. <laughs> I would have. Do you do people's taxes <laughs> i do not like doing no, no, no. I don't like numbers. <laughs> oh, good. Perfect. Neither <laughs> um, By digital storyteller, it really refers, uh, and this is like a crazy thing, so we could like rename this show if you want, to Raza Celebrates a Decade in Blogging. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, That's I know. I, it occurred to When's me. When's it been a decade? When was the anniversary? Like this year-ish, probably yeah. like January. Like I don't have the exact date. Wow. I just know that my trajectory as a writer brought me to blogging in 2005, and we're close to the end of 2015. Wow! Mm-hmm. So no matter how you twist and turn it, it's been about 10 years. So, hey, yeah, you got in on that trend. So early. is your like post name like? Blog one. <laughs> like, number one. They look up the DNS. Oh, that's dumb. Blog Prime. No. 
<laughs> it is. No. Yes. And I walk with a cane. Um, <laughs> no, but like I am so old that like um, everything on my first blog is gone. Like wow. my first blog, which I um, was it a live journal. No, wow. it was just like um, it was in the days of you had help. You didn't do it by yourself necessarily, mm. and so the server that it was hosted, you know, by the guy, and he doesn't have it anymore, and won't return phone calls, and um, and kind of stuck. Another one, another big loss. This is like half my life story. Um, <laughs> That's what we like to hear. Yes, would be a story. So a lot of people use the website Vimeo, right, for mm -hmm. video. So yeah. everyone laughs at me when I say this. There's also a site called Mevio. Um, same letters, different organization. And um, they used to host video and audio podcasts, and then they like switched shit up and were like, all right, we're just doing video. And so, like, I missed some email, and then all of my audio podcasts, yeah. including, uh, again, <laughs> some of my award winning stuff, like, Bye. Uh, so like that's how long I've been blogging. That's how long I've been a digital storyteller. Long enough that I've had to like reinvent myself because my shit yeah. has literally disappeared. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So are we digital storytellers now? Can I put that on my resume? Yeah. So they have it. Yeah. So you're telling me you're a podcaster as well? Yes. Are yes. You, wait. Are we are we hosting a rival right now? <laughs> Do we have yeah. to make her disappear? <laughs> Only one of us can be the guest on her show. We have to fight for it. So, get ready. Exactly. Do you currently still do I'm, an audio show or no? Yeah, well, I, I still currently podcast in different ways. So, like, I really admire what you guys do as far as being episodic, right? And yeah. having, like, your serial game down. It's down. It's like, hard. Yeah, it is hard. Every week. Mm-hmm. Gross. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it is very difficult to get four adult men in the room together doing, you know, because you're doing a million different things, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, fun. it's hard, and I've also mostly done it as just myself. So, yeah. um, fighting with myself, oh my god, she's a bitch. <laughs> Whew, she's tough. She's tough. But yeah, I do currently still do um, a radio program, which is uh, streamed. It's an online streaming program through Brown University, um, and sometimes I take like it's an hour-long show I would do like an interview like with you guys like let's say that that interview took 20 minutes I will go into that 20 minutes isolate it from the rest of the show and add whatever I might want to add and make it a podcast so that's how a lot of my podcasts oh, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. today yeah. nice yeah nice. yeah and then the cultural navigator part, and this is uh, one thing that Victor and I have in common. Um, so I graduated from URI in African and African American Studies. I'm so old that that's what it was called when I graduated. It's called Africana Studies now. But um, so I studied that and have um, also traveled extensively to like keep up my Spanish skills and studied abroad. And so I have this like just relationship with different cultures and peoples around the world and here in Rhode Island. I know where things are happening. I know like where you should go if you are Southeast Asian and looking for like a place for your teenager to go to. And I know like where you should go if you are looking for like a place to send your 11 year old um, Caucasian American girl who's interested in music. I can kind of navigate it all. Mm. So um, those are the three kind of uh, titles that I, I work with today and I'm also doing a lot of teaching I just haven't found a way to like make it sound as cool as writer digital storyteller <laughs> <laughs> and go 
cultural navigator, so it's like, I don't know, teacher. Yeah. We saw the cultural navigator on your website, and that was my burning question as to what All day today, we were like, what the <laughs> hell does that mean? You get it now, though, right? Yeah, absolutely. I don't want to go yeah. for anything. Well, and so, and I love being here because no, you guys are absolutely like nerds, so you'll love this, right? So it also comes from the Affordable Care Act when President Obama and the country was rolling that out because the different laws were changing so much, the ex uh, accessibility was changing so much mm -hmm. because you're going to be taxed if you don't have it. They created this like um, tier of workers all over the country called health navigators. And so those were the people who were at the front lines of getting people actually like enrolled in the right things like dispelling myths different things like that and so i heard that and i was like what <laughs> let me just take off the health and culture <laughs> bow and that's like yeah so that kind of Very helps nice. explain and um where, where can they find your your radio show you said it streams online yeah yeah so it's um bsrlive.com mm -hmm. is the station and my program is called sonic watermelons nice where did that come from this brain here, I guess, um, it's a metaphor. Um, uh, so sonic, right, is a reference to sound, right, and mm -hmm. audio. And a hedgehog. And hedgehog. Is a, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm very popular. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, nice. and like the late night eatery that's not here in Rhode Island. Oh, like, it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, it's, it's well, coming. well, we'll see. Krispy really? yeah, Kreme yeah. came and they left. So that's all I'm <laughs> that's saying. True. That's all I'm saying. I'll be your hater yeah, for the evening. Oh no, that's a weird place. Yeah, it's going north to Missoula. It's kind of far, but I'm gonna go there and it's gonna be awesome. I'm not. Rush to get they have tater tots. You can't oh, beat tater tots. Tater tots are the best. And they bring them to you. Um, yes, that's been great. Please, please continue. Yeah, Eli, yeah. Eli Manning loves tater tots. I can't do it like Perman, but shout out to Perman. Mm. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I'm trying to put this somewhere. That's Okay, sorry. Oh, yeah, Studio talk. Um, yeah, so Sonic is a reference to sound and to audio, right? And then watermelons is sort of a metal metaphor because most times when you eat watermelons, right, they're pulpy, they're juicy, they're seedy. Like, it's a whole affair to really eat a watermelon. You're spitting seeds. You're fucking drooling. It's, like, all <laughs> over the place. But then, like, most people, there are some cultures that eat the rind. There are some. But, like, most cultures here in America like we don't or if you're in the south you pickle them first and then you eat them but anyway that's not the point most times and most people associate watermelons with you 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 eat till the rinds and then you're done so for sonic watermelons we are bringing you in a short time frame a lot Mm -hmm. um, and so you're gonna enjoy it. You're gonna be drooling. You're gonna be my, my friend likes to call it spitting seeds You're gonna get all up in it and then the hours gonna be done and we're done nice I like it. One time, my family put a watermelon in my fridge, and I forgot about it, and it... Turned into wine? Nope! <laughs> I wish! I wish! It just kind of melted. And what? Because I uh, never opened my fridge, because I'm a young bachelor man, and I order all my food as takeout. Of course. Uh, I never opened it. I opened it, it was just like, it was, it was getting, getting very wet, and I forgot it was in there, and that's my watermelon. So story. your version of the show would be melting water. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's, you that's know, the best different. way I can describe it, because it just went bad. And I was like, I forgot you were in there for like a month. So don't leave food with me, because it will go bad. That's, uh, that's very Noted. cool. What have you been uh, up to recently? Well, um, I've been doing a lot of teaching, and like one thing that's really cool is 
I just started doing a creative writing workshop for mm -hmm. middle school kids, right? And um, and that's different, right? I've been mostly teaching mm. high school age kids, and it's pretty awesome. Like, I learned about a, a show, so I bring this to you guys, thinking you, you're going to like this or know about it already. Something high school something. Shoot, I just had it open. It's a It's like an anime animation show, you know, Japanimation. Yeah, My God, help me! Anime! Oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, hate, I hate school anime, man. I like, I'm an, I am an anime fan. I, yeah, High School I, of the Dead. Oh! High school crap, of the I've dead. watched all of that! Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, like, for instance, I'm working with middle school students, yeah. middle school girls, including those who like High School of the Dead. I, Have I, you seen that? It's awesome. That does not... That I probably wouldn't show that to kids. <laughs> so I don't show it. It's her show. She gets to write about what she oh, wants. Okay. Dude, the opening line, I'm sharing this, and she's going to become a famous writer, so she's going to love this. This is her opening line. She is in middle school. Blood going everywhere, rotten flesh on almost everyone, and living in an actual kill or be killed situation. Second sentence. That's something you can expect in my favorite TV show, High School of the Dead. <laughs> I don't think this is serious. Wow. This is serious. There's the truth. This is serious. true. Also, tell the parents they might want to look at her television. <laughs> so what, what is what is the what is the show? It is a anime uh, where the zombie apocalypse has happened, mm -hmm. and it basically shows how a group of high school students handles said apocalypse. Okay, and it's full of gratuitous violence. <laughs> And nudity. <laughs> oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Zombie nudity? I don't think so. <laughs> My kind of show. <laughs> right. So, uh, it's actually a really good show. Yeah. They only did one season, um, and the fans have been asking for a second one for years now. And they might be putting it out, but me, I don't know. This I haven't girl. Looked this is it on Netflix at all? It is, yeah. Uh, it's on Hulu, definitely, but I think it is also on Netflix. She's, yeah. like, writing, like, the next season. That's how, <laughs> like, not for my She's class. Like, that's fiction? how much she, she is, is, like, serious. into it. Yeah. Was it's school, a yeah. good show. When I was Again, in middle school, <laughs> when I was in middle school or elementary school, I had a comic book. It was about Super D Duper Man, and he was a stick figure superhero, and that's the extent of my creativity. Yeah, that, you'd be good in my class. Like, yeah, I, might able, I, might, I might be able to like pull something out, or like, get a little bit more than that. Yeah. Very powerful in Superman because he's super deep. Exactly. That's exactly it. Oh, <laughs> you got gosh. it. Oh, Boom. Yeah, first issue. Boom. Yeah. That's cool, creative writing. So, I like that. It is, and it's just like a, it's just a real treat to mm -hmm. to be focused on writing. Um, I also am teaching art in um, the high school that I work in. It's like a digital media, audio storytelling. You get the, you know, starting to get catch on, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm teaching that, and there's a lot of writing involved in it. But to be just working like on kind of straightforward writing is really, it's a really nice treat. So Wait, you said. Um, yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, you None said you're teaching middle, middle school age kids, but do you teach like at an actual middle school or high school, or do you teach like at an after school program or something like that? So the school, um, the middle school is in New Bedford, and it's like a um, it's a private.
private school or like an independent school. They they got these charter fancy names. It's yeah. not a charter, but I don't I don't get the sense. I'm getting the sense that saying private is like starting to get passe. So it's a private or alternative school, hmm. and um, they have like activities built into the day. So I'm like the last thing they do on Fridays. This this one group. Um, there's other activities that they go to. So that also felt really good to have like students sign up to come hang out yeah, with cool. me. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. they cool. could have done the talent show like team. Like mm-hmm. they could, like there's a lot of clubs. Smash but... Brothers Club. Yes. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> and then I also work at a charter school in Providence. Oh, nice. Yeah, you yeah. Are all over, everywhere. Yeah. Teaching everyone. Yeah, I I some I teach adults blogging too sometimes. But I feel like you should be more lately. tired. You're not tired enough. <laughs> I, feel, I feel uncomfortable because I'm very tired. <laughs> you made... It's the microphone. Oh my gosh! Like I'm yeah. such like a radio like junkie. Like I saw I perked up. I swear to you, when I was driving over, I was like late. I was lost. I was like, there's that D and D. I should stop because I'm about to fall asleep. <laughs> I came right here. I saw this microphone and everything just like woke up. Yeah, that's why I leave it out as like a talisman for when I wake up every day. I see it there. I'm like, yes, I can do this. You made a critical tactical error. What? You asked Reza what she's been up to first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's been up to all this awesome stuff. The rest of us are going to look stupid. Sorry. Sorry. We have a whole lifetime to catch idiot. up on. We have yeah. one week. That's no lives this week. I have Thank you for exposing that voice. <laughs> All right, Eris, what have you been up to? You've done an iWatch. You know, I have to follow it up with that. Sorry. Sorry, I'm no, not doing it. I'm, I'm going just... last. I'm going to slam dunk it. Hey, yeah. let me regale you. Oh, no. <laughs> with a digital tale. Okay. <laughs> Since I'm a digital storyteller. <laughs> yes. We are now. That is true. That is a thing. That's definitely yes. a thing. I like it. So, uh... Remember last week, I mentioned that I had switched companies over, uh, cell phone companies from mm-hmm. AT&T over to Sprint. Yep. Yeah, Sprint's network is... Is that your watch that keeps binging, by the way? It is, actually. I don't know how to turn the sound off on that thing yet. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to hear that. I am in the middle of some hot fantasy football trade talk right now. Oh, oh Jesus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fantasy trade talk cannot be ignored, no mm-hmm. matter what. Okay. You cannot... So, so I may uh, have to leave the show just to, just to approve trades. <laughs> so, uh, as I mentioned, um, I switched over to Sprint. Uh, their network is hot garbage, mm-hmm. so we kept getting <laughs> drop calls in our house. Yep. We have a baby. I can't be having drop calls. What if somebody who's you know caretaker or somebody who's babysitting or some such right. is caring for my daughter and I miss a damn call? I would be mad. It's an emergency. So we ended up uh, going over and switching to Verizon, which has been much better. That's not the tale, however. So we go back to Best Buy, where we got our Sprint phones to return our garbage Sprint phones. Yep. And when we go back there, we get the same person that uh, took care of us last time and got us to switch over to Sprint, who lied to us about how awesome their network was. Did he remember you? She did. Did Um, she remember you? She did. Oh, nice. We were there for almost three hours. It was awful. I have a uh, one-year-old daughter, so she was... She, she, you expect the kid to be anywhere for three hours and be fine? No. I don't want to be somewhere No, for three hours. that's incorrect. Mm-hmm. 
So it was uh, an interesting time when that happened. So now we go back and we tell this lady, hey, you lied to me. I don't want these phones. Take them back. You need to say it like that. I mean, I might as well have. I, told, I, really, I did tell her she lied to me. <laughs> I legit told her she lied to me. <laughs> you, I told her, you and the slick sprint man that was here oh, he lied to man. me. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, there was like a rep from Sprint yeah, there. Just yeah. happened to be there at the time. And he goes, he told me that he did speed tests and everything, and that it was the same thing as Sprez, uh, AT&T, and Verizon. I go back there, I'm like, bruh, it's not the same. That network's hot garbage, we dropped tons of calls, we already switched to Verizon, so here you go. We also did a lot of tests. Return this stuff. This lady got so heated. Really? Like, she legit got so mad that we went back to return these damn phones and get off that Sprint plan. That it might as well have been like we stole from her, like we like we were turning her own merchandise or something. Like she got buy, this, right? she got this sour look in her face, mm-hmm. and <laughs> so I'm an honest guy sometimes. <laughs> so <clears throat> Once a I, expl- year. I explained to you uh, yeah. that when we switched over at Best Buy. Now I did not know this at the time, but if you port your number over to another company at Best Buy, they give you a two hundred dollar gift card per yep. line that you port over. Yep. So. Uh, I have these two $200 gift cards, total 400 bucks. So I bring them back, and I'm like, here's your phones. What happens to these gift cards? I assume you take these back. So she goes, yeah, yeah, we'll take, we, we take those back. And I'm like, so what would have happened if I would have bought something with these in the meantime? And she's like, I, we would have just taken the items that you bought back. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And her boy that's next to her goes, I don't think that's how it works. The system doesn't ask for the gift cards back. Wait, 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 wait. So not only is she mad. to give the gift cards back? Yes. I totally would not have done that. I don't know if they would have charged me money for that, man. That's a good point. I still wouldn't have done it. I would have taken the risk. If they did, then I would have went back. Okay, awesome. So home dude whispers this to her. So not only is she mad already because we're returning the stuff that she took three hours to sell to us, but yeah. it's her own fault that it took three freaking hours, not mine. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have been out of there quick because I have a daughter that's crying yeah. over here. So not only is she mad because we're returning the stuff, she's got to give us the gift cards back. <laughs> and she's like, no. what? How? Why is that the case? Like She's legit arguing with the dude there. Like, why is that the case? So she reaches over the counter and grabs the gift cards and brings them behind the counter. And she goes, yeah, I need to look into this because I don't want to get in trouble. And I'm like, but your boy just said that we get to keep Do your thing. <laughs> so I didn't even raise a stick. I just yeah. let her do it. Like, my wife is looking at me like, I'm about to go off on this chick right now. <laughs> That's terrifying. She's a very sweet lady. <laughs> Victor yeah. was with me. At, I had a terrible time at Best Buy. Oh, yeah, Remember right. how long? It's... Terrible. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a baby. And I <laughs> wanted to just die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I re- I had a terrible time. And I had to return something later. <laughs> yeah. uh, this was the first time where I had a legit issue with Best Buy. Best Buy is usually pretty awesome. Well, for me, like a person like me that's pretty tech savvy... I just go in and I know what the hell I want, so I don't need no help from any of these jackasses, so I just get what I need and get out. 
Um, this time, obviously, I needed help, and it took forever, and it took forever to just do the return again. But I'm sitting here happy as hell. Like, I'm sitting here walking around talking to this dude trying to sell me some solar panels, and I'm like, I don't own a house. <laughs> but talk to me, fella. That's cool technology. Well, Yo, this... <laughs> they sold me a camera that takes AA batteries, son. Really? I'm like professional. Wow. Not even rechargeable? No, exactly. Wow. That's wow. the kind of service. I'm just letting you know. Like, that's the kind of service I got. Now, which, <laughs> best, which best part is this? <laughs> this C- is Seacock. Bingo. Mm. Bing, 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 bing. Wow, same one? That's terrible. So I'll stick to what I can. That's the one with the Best Buy. I slept out all night for a week. Wow. And it was a terrible wow. idea, and the curb was my pillow. Yep. And it was awful. Yeah, that's a terrible idea. I also camped out for a week. Only time I've ever done that for a video game console really... or any item ever. Me too. I've never camped idea. out before that. This is exciting to meet people like this. Yeah. I'm not a camping out type of guy. I'm yeah. not. And that was a terrible idea. I got caught up in the Wii hype. I did bro. I did, I just did brothers camping recently. And we actually went camping. That was pretty cool. I talked about that previous episode. But... Sleep. It was like it was like a concrete jungle. I've been invited to the Cerullo Family Fantasy Football League, which I will dominate next year. <laughs> you weren't invited to the family league. You were invited to John's Hobo League for hobos. <laughs> <laughs> were, which you belong in. So you join. Go right ahead. Shout out to John Grace. <laughs> the show. Right. Actually, you might have to clarify that because I don't know which league. But I'm the commissioner of that league. Although, Listen. But, but whatever. Continue, please continue. He said that I am invited to the family league. Those were his words. I will dominate you all. I'm the commissioner. You're not invited to shit. Every single one. Maybe. Of you. Maybe we expand. I'll dominate you. Maybe we expand. Listen, it's a freaking, what is it, like an 18 league right now? No. It's horrible. It's 10. Still. You need 12 people. Anyway. I'll dominate you. Whatever. No, that's too much. 16 is too much. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, so I let homegirl do her thing, and she's got to, like, call Sprint because they're dumb and they didn't do the cancellation right or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she's on the phone with Sprint for, like, half an hour taking care of this issue. Hopefully it's taken care of because if I get a bill for a couple grand <laughs> and freaking phones, I'm going to flip the hell out. Um, the return's done, and I'm just sitting here like, are we, are we good? Are we done? <laughs> Yeah. Gift card? Gift card? Can I get my gift card? <laughs> <laughs> That's great, because when you were telling me about this at work, and you said you kept the gift cards, I didn't even, like, question it. Like, oh, oh no, you, you I had the story. Back. I, I saved like, this specifically for the show. I was like, I right, put it in your back pocket. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm all about no. that. Shit. No. Nice. So, this salty individual uh, <laughs> gives us all our stuff. So we're done with our return, so I'm like, hey, I got $400 in Best Buy bucks for free. I don't, what do I want here? So like for the for the whole week that I had Sprint and I had these $400 in Best Buy bucks, I'm like, I don't know what, I don't need anything. I got a TV, I got a Xbox One, I got a PS4, I don't want a Wii U, screw that thing. Just gonna get an Apple Watch, fuck it. <laughs> so <laughs> she gives us the stuff and when I go back, I'm like, hey baby. Apple Watch. So we walk back. To Please tell me you cashed out with her. No, she's in the cell phone area uh, specifically. So cast out with her. But, <laughs> but here's the thing. We walk back to the area where I can get the Apple Watch, and I go up, and I have a, a voice that carries. <laughs> as, we can see, as we can see, apparently <laughs> she went back. Garage Band confirmed to like do some inventory stuff, and my wife goes. I'm like, oh, really? Excuse me, sir. Can I get an Apple Watch? <laughs> 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 so, 
<laughs> this woman gives us the dirtiest look that you could ever imagine. She is legit upset that I got over unintentionally. I wanted Sprint to work. Mm-hmm. It's not like I intentionally went out to do this. Right. But it's it a happy out in my favor. It was a happy little accident. If I was a not multinational, Sprint, I would do it right now. Corporation. Yeah. I got it. It's a victimless crime. Yeah. I did not take money out of your pocket. Sprint probably pays them for those gift cards to begin with. Probably. Mm-hmm. So, why are you mad? <laughs> why the hell are you mad? So I get my Apple Watch. I get my Apple Watch, as you can see. You can hear dinging in the background all day. Mm-hmm. It's pretty nice. I like it. We leave. My wife is so innocent. She was laughing about the fact that homegirl was really salty. So I'm like, she's so damn salty. What's she mad about? It's like I stole from her or something. And uh, inadvertently, uh, she goes, yeah, man, that girl was such a salty cracker. So I start dying. And she's like, what are you, why are you laughing? I'm like, you know she was white, right? <laughs> she didn't even know. Like she just, Aww, she was just so looking sweet. for, she's just Aww. looking for something that's salty. <laughs> so much. You're listening to the Cordex Prime podcast, and uh, we do not uh, approve of racial epithets. But that was hilarious. But we do approve of crackers because they're delicious. Yes. So I high fived her. Yeah, yeah, especially in soup. Absolutely. So I proceed to high five my wife. Yep. And uh, now I have a sweet apple watch. That's awesome. So, Carl Bird, have you gotten into any grand larceny this week? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, by the I, way, I, you didn't ask me what my apple watch was. How was your Apple Watch? It's pretty sweet, actually. <laughs> it's not something that I would say go out there and just purchase. Like, Unless you fall into $40. If, <laughs> right, right. if I had to buy this Slap with my own money, <laughs> I would probably not have purchased this. Mm. But for free, yeah, it's a pretty nice little device. I like it. Yeah. You know what I? You know what the handiest thing to do with this? I got it on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. The Yahoo Fantasy app Solomon has an Apple Grundy. Watch app. Solomon Grundy, what? I can see my fantasy scores right on this watch. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. How long does it take you to do it? Literally like two seconds. That's there cool. it is right there. There's my fantasy scores. Hey, nice. look, I won. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> is that Carl Burr's League too? Uh, this is actually the PPR one. But if I click on it, mm-hmm. that was a glance. It's yeah. called a glance. I can go in here and see my other score. There it is. I beat Ron 123 to 56. What a loser. Oh, so Congratulations, Toyota MVP. Thank you, sir. <laughs> he's the he's the trade raper who got Marshawn Lynch off the newbie. Yes. Yes, that's him. Yes. So yeah, this is pretty cool. I like that I can just see my fantasy scores at a glance without having to pull out my phone out my pocket. It's yep. fine. Also, it does the live pictures thing. So I got this super cute picture of my daughter that I love so much. And when I look at my watch, she smiles at me. And it just makes my whole day every single time I look at it. It's the best. No, I can <laughs> I cannot. I cannot follow up to that. My week has consist of work, work, more work. I won in fantasy this week. My Cowboys lost. Then I went to work again. <laughs> I watched that game at work. Oh, nice. Nice. What do you watch? Do you have the TV there? Yeah. Okay, I was going to show you like a phone or no, crazy no, apps. No, I had to, I, I, immediately, I immediately sent my clients to bed and then... Wait, Carl, 
You got a sweet device from a mobile phone company this week. Is there an interesting story behind that? Mm -hmm. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I try to go. I try to you know get get my iPhone 6s. Um, been in the been in the Sprint store for about like an hour and a half. Turns out okay, they're ready to give me the phone. Turns out I couldn't get it because my screen's cracked. So then they but they just changed my bill around so it's cheaper and then apparently a tablet comes with my plan so I got a little cheap little Android tablet. Wait, That's for free? For free. So what, you're telling me you got good service, a cheaper bill, and a free tablet? Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's not good. interesting at all, Carl. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, not following, you know, your wife, who's a good friend of mine, <laughs> using racial epithets, but I even know it. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> travel all the way. I could not, I could not follow that this weekend. I, that was it. Like, <laughs> I'm right behind you. I don't really know anything. Uh, okay. All right. right. So you're good. We're good. We're good. But Victor, I've seen a few movie, movies this past week that you wanted to talk about a little bit. No yes, spoilers. Uh, no spoilers. Yeah, right. we got those only got... for M. Night Shyamalan movies. Yeah. You can spoil the hell out of those. Nobody okay. wants to watch those. And, and we, got, so we actually got a little bit of heat for that. Did we? Like one person. By one person. One, Wilson was like, I'm mad you ruined that movie. That actually sounds interesting. I'm like... We dropped the spoiler tag. The reason you listened to that is because you were not interested in watching the movie. Shut up. <laughs> Although we did go past the three minutes that you laid out for But the Victor, Victor smartly mm -hmm. made a mention to just look at the write-up and he'll note the time. Which oh, you did. that's right. Yeah, that is very smart. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah, I said skip to this time code if you want to avoid spoilers. Oh, yeah, he yeah. did. He said that. Don't worry, Victor's got it oh. covered. Uh, side there. note. Not a story. I also went to my uh, cousin's baby shower. Congratulations, Brittany. Brittany. Does she listen to the show? I'm going to make her. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say, if not, then I will give her some next congratulations. Congratulations <laughs> to her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else, Carol, or just the phone? Nope, that's it. Nice. That is it. That's the kind of week I like to have. <laughs> I need some type of adventure. <laughs> We're going to take a Codex Prime podcast adventure, don't you worry. We'll all have something to talk about. Yeah, I got some. I got a, I'm DJing a party coming up. Oh, there you go. Boom. I hope some crazy, crazy stories. Do something crazy. Just the firecrackers. Fucking throw it in the middle of the party floor. It's at a 10 year old birthday party. Even so better. I've got to be like one direction mm. out. Even <laughs> better. They'll love firecrackers. Oh. I have it on good authority that 10 year olds like firecrackers. <laughs> Just uh, play High School of the Dead in the background. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm not going to touch firecrackers. I'll show up as your second. Victor, what did you see this week? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this week I saw two great movies uh, that just came out this past weekend. I saw Ridley Scott's The Martian, which, is, which has supplanted Inside Out as my favorite film of the year so far. Whoa! No. <laughs> I could have held that long. <laughs> oh. Yes, oh, it's a, it's it's a it's an outstanding film. Um, the, the Martian. It's based on uh, Andy Weir's 2011 novel of the same name, mm -hmm. and it stars uh, Matt Damon as the astronaut uh, Mark Watney, who's left behind on Mars after a sudden storm uh, forces the rest of his team to escape, and he's the only one left behind. They think they assume that he's dead because mm -hmm. he's slammed with the debris. And then when he wakes up, he, he realizes that he's the only person left on Mars, and he has to use his ingenuity to survive and to try to reestablish communication with his team and with Earth. 
And the film is just utterly outstanding. Like Matt Damon was was just great in the role. And um, like what, what I liked about the film was that it wasn't, even though his situation was, was pretty grim, um, the the film actually had a good balance of balance had had a good balance of balancing out that grimness with his humor. He was actually pretty optimistic. He actually used his ingenuity to basically, in his words, science the shit out of his situation. <laughs> like um, like throughout the film, you kind of see him. You know, he actually uh, finds a way to use the Mars soil to grow crops. He Whoa! Actually, there's there's one point he creates water. And he and he actually manages. He to... hasn't been watching the news because they found water on Mars. <laughs> yeah, and... Well, from I heard that NASA actually told Ridley Scott ahead of time that they found water on Mars. Yeah, really? That's yes, true. I read that online awesome. on the internet. Everything on the internet is true, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, that George R. Yeah. Martin thing I said last week about the movie that I read on the internet. That's not true. Oh. Just a heads up. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah continue, continue, yeah, and in fact, NASA actually actually uh, timed their announcement of the them finding water on Mars with the release of the film. Oh, oh, you can call that call, Bert. Call Damn, nice job. Codex Prime always I'm does quite it. uncomfortable with that. <laughs> the water? <laughs> no, the, the cahoots. Oh, quite yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah, it's like well, science in Hollywood. That does not need to happen. <laughs> yeah, actually, no. Well, I, just, I, I am uncomfortable with the water. What was my reaction when I first learned of that? I don't know, aliens? I wanted to build nukes. Oh, I want right. more nukes. Yeah. No. The aliens are going to find out about us, bro. It's going to happen. They already know. Can I just also say that so far it sounds like Castaway, but in space? Um, It would be... Sorry. It, w- it would be... It it would be some. It's kind of like a simple way of looking at it. I'd say um, if it were if it were Castaway, it would just be Matt Damon. It would be no other characters in the film. Mm. The film oh. actually cuts away to the the his his team traveling away back to Earth, and it travels back to the NASA offices, like with uh, Jeff Daniels' character, who's like the director of NASA, and he has to he has to find a way to ba- balance out the uh, public relations fiasco that the that the situation does turn out to be with with uh, realistically coming up with uh, resources to. Help rescue the guy, and um, and also also the the film is balanced out with other great performances too, like from Jessica Chastain, Michael Pena is in it, nice. uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, uh, Four, one of my favorite actors, he's in it too. Uh, Donald Glover has a has a cameo appearance as well. Oh, I like him. And uh, and what, what's what's also great about the film is that uh, the film is just it's just gorgeous. It's just gorgeous cinematography by uh, Darius Wolski, who also lensed Prometheus. Which was the only good thing about that movie, mm-hmm. but this film is like Ridley Scott. He's back at back, uh, you know, he's true to form, back in form again with uh, Alien and then Blade Runner. This is one of his best films, truly. And and also, it's, what I like about the film too is that it's a film that actually proudly treasures science and mm-hmm. science exploration. And mm-hmm. it's I, I, I can see it being a, a a film used as a vehicle to kind of, you know, inspire scientifically inclined people, even younger viewers, to actually explore the concepts like astronomy and botany. And and the film and the film is a really is, does a really good job of uh, you know conveying that you know all that science without you know making it so obscure you know it, it does break it down in, in, in layman's terms yeah but the film but the, like I said the film is outstanding and um and it does it does it does have similarities to Castaway and also it, it does have similarities similarities to another great sci-fi film which came out in two thousand nine uh, called Moon. Which was uh, star Sam Rockwell, uh, directed mm-hmm. by Duncan Jones, which is a really great film. It's also on on Netflix. It's about a guy who's uh, trapped on the moon and uh, he's going out of his mind. And if I say anything more than that, it will spoil the whole yeah. film. I saw <laughs> that at the uh, the uh, Boston Science Fiction Movie Marathon, the twenty four hour one. Yep, that was one of the ones they showed. That was a really good flick. Really good. Mm. Oh yeah. Good yeah, twist. So. Maybe oh, we yeah. need to watch that. Haven't gotten, haven't gotten a chance. Yeah. Check yeah. It out. 
so yeah, the the Martian. Uh, it's one of, also, like I said, my favorite film of 2015 so far. Um, mm -hmm. I really want to read the novel that it's based on mm -hmm. at some point. Mm -hmm. So definitely check it out when you can. Make some time, clear your schedule. This is a film you need to see as soon as you can. Um, so there's that. And I've also seen uh, Sicario, which is a great uh, uh, film about the uh, basically the Mexican war on drugs but against the cartels. Mm -hmm. The film stars uh, uh, Emily Blunt, who plays this idealistic FBI agent. And Kate Maser, who uh, who works with this uh, DOD advisor, played by Josh Brolin, and this uh, mysterious uh, guy, uh, played by Benicio del Toro, who has his own reasons for going after the cartels. And um, the way they go after the cartels is basically their their mission is essentially off the books, and it's strictly speaking illegal. But but the but the government is willing to look the other way, and you kind of see. And the film is like a whole moral shade of gray, a wash in a sea of red because like there's, it's a pretty violent flick and for good reason. And the, the main question of that film is, do the ends justify the means? And, um, and Emily Blunt's character is basically the, the avatar for us, the audience, because you, you get to see how she's affected by the whole mission and see, and you kind of question whether or not her own sense of ethics will be put on the line or whether or not she'll compromise to get the job done. And um, Roger Deakins, one of the great all-time great cinematographers. He, he also filmed uh, No Country for Old Men, a lot of the mm -hmm. Coen Brothers films. And uh, there was, there was like one, there's one particular sequence in the film where it kind of reminds me of Zero Dark Thirty, where it, where it shows uh, these shots of like uh, night vision, like these, uh, these uh, FBI agents raiding this compound. It shows like night vision shots with like this monochrome, cut, cut away with a monochrome black and white thermal vision. And it looks really awesome. Mm. And the film has like a really disquieting, thumping score uh, by Johan Johansson, who did the score for The Theory of Everything uh, with um, Eddie Redmayne. And uh, the score for the film, it, it's, it's, it's kind of weird because it sounds like, if you take that Inception sound effect, like, <laughs> if, 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 that, if that sound effect had nightmares, the score for Sicario would sound like that because it sounds like and it has like this it, 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 it gives us like a real it, it, it has a good sense of um, does a great job of like heightening the tension mm -hmm. throughout the film and like the third act of the film which I won't spoil at all it like it just hits you like a runaway freight train it's like God damn! <laughs> and it's like it's like it's something that it's a, it's an ending that that I'm still thinking about. You know, I, I thought about it ever since then. And it's like wow, I really need to see this film again at some point. So maybe I'll do a deep dish analysis wow. of it. Sicario is Victor's dark tower. <laughs> but, <laughs> we have a yeah. special episode. Yeah. So uh, and also the film was directed by uh, Denise Villeneuve, who directed Prisoners with Hugh Jackman and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, and also he directed Enemy. With also, which also stars Jake Gyllenhaal. So yeah, definitely check that film out too. It's a, it's a great um, take on the Mexican war on drugs. And, um, and I'll point you guys out to uh, one, one fact I heard about the war on drugs too, is that uh, since 2006, over 100,000 people have been killed mm. uh, in the whole war against the cartels. So that's pretty, that's pretty eye-opening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, Sicario uh, and The Martian, two great films. Check them out when you can, man. I'll awesome. definitely be seeing The Martian for sure. I'll try to get catch Sicario if I can. Um, and that that's full, wide release, full release. Yep, it's a wide release. Okay, theaters cool. everywhere. Nice. Um, uh, 
looking at the wrong. There was a bit. I was realized I was looking at the wrong docket for a second there. <laughs> <laughs> a second, as I pull up the correct one. Wow. Did I see anything else or anything else is, uh, of note this week? What about you? Yeah. Have you done? Seen? Nope. Listen. Nope. I didn't do anything. Oh, here's a good one because the Providence Latin American Film Festival mm-hmm. um, was went from last Thursday the fourth and yesterday or some, Sunday was the last day. Um, there's a movie called It means Balto. It means volcano. <laughs> it means volcano. Oh, I'm gonna pull it up while we're, while we're talking about. No, it's not in Spanish. So it is in the film is in the language, the indigenous language that's native to that area mm-hmm. of Guatemala. Mm-hmm. And during the film festival showing. They did um, English subtitles, but they've made it available, off, you know, obviously Cute. with also Spanish subtitles too. Um, so it was so good, and it's up for some kind of award and everything like that, all mm. official. Um, I want an award. Ixcanul, I X C A N U L. It's so good. It's like um, on the page. Guatemalan. Yes, it's Guatemalan. Um, it's it's in the original language. Um, again, they showed it at PLAF, um, Providence Latin American Film Festival. Mm-hmm. So PLAF.org would be one way to access the trailer. Did, did, well, did you go to the festival? I went to see this one. Gotcha. I wasn't oh, able to okay. participate yeah, yeah. in all well, of them. But you knew you wanted to see this. Um, that's when I was available. So <laughs> then, then. It, worked, it worked out well. It yeah. Out well, yeah. It was in province? Yes. Yep. It, and this one is every, every year and it kind of, um, corresponds a little bit with Hispanic Heritage Month. Mm. And so, um, <clears throat> Hispanic Heritage Month is September 15 through October 15. So it always happens during, you know, some t- point during that time frame. And, um, Ixcanul has been... Um, nominated like I'm, I'm looking at the website right now you can see yeah, yeah. just a screenshot of like all of the different like awards mm-hmm. it's received mm-hmm. or been nominated nice. for um, it's kind of like a coming of age story right but like not it's hyper realistic so it's like as coming of age in terms of like what happens when adulthood actually sucks and slaps you in the face and leaves you wounded mm-hmm. is like how you find i would three friends to do a podcast with <laughs> right right exactly exactly that, that's actually what the sequel's about that's that's what the sequel's about um but it that one was definitely yeah. Outstanding. Do you see yeah. anything else this year that you yeah. that you recommend? Um, film wise, uh, gosh, I'm not sure. Probably, I did see Inside Out. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was adorable, Ooh. and yeah, I thought it was adorable. I don't know. I haven't seen um, it yet, but I need to see it. It's a good movie. I saw some of that Very one good. that has the long title, like James Earl Jones and the daughter. I'm getting it all wrong. Oh, me, Earl, and the dying girl. Yeah. There we go. He's like, I said, James Earl Jones. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? <laughs> right. That's right. the one. <laughs> now, the tricky thing with that was that I actually, like, kind of got ill, not because of the movie, mm. um, but while I, I'm in the theater watching, so I, like, missed chunks oh, no. of it. Yeah. yeah. But I really liked a lot of what I saw and would say it's kind of, you know, in that way, it was just, like, very, like, hyper-realistic yeah, yeah, in yeah. some ways, but also... 
um, I don't know. I, I thought that movie also blended like, um, like, like lyrical, I don't know, lyrical prowess in the dialogue itself. So like a lot of it was hyper realistic, but then every once in a while, like the, either the comedy or the, the depth and breadth of something that was said was just said so beautifully in mm-hmm. some ways. So that part was like, it made it very creative. Um, that sounds cool. Yeah. Did you see our seven minute movie where we're now we're all stars? Was it True Buddies? Is that the official name of it? Holy crap, no. What? Oh, yeah. 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 We'll be in the next one, Cobber. Don't worry. Yeah, we did the, that 48-hour film. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've always wanted to participate in Victor it. Victor didn't tell you about his big I'm, starring role? Oh I have to tell you that I have many friends who participate who never call me. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm just gonna say again, like on the record, I'd really like to participate sometime. Um, no, it, it, because I'm a writer, right? And like, mm-hmm. and um, and I, I freed myself from the responsibility of having to do the great opus, right? Like, I fucking write. Like, so any motivation, any muse, any thing that like you know, helps influence some words on a page flowing together, Mm -hmm. I look for and I enjoy. So um, lots of times, a lot lately when I've been out, um, so one thing I do, don't don't roll your eyes, because I do do a lot. I I am busy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I publish a zine, and sometimes I'm out and about, like, distributing copies of the zine or stickers I made recently, and also with the Music Moves project, um that I know we'll, we'll talk a little about, and I'll talk a little about it. Um, it was really a photography project that mm-hmm. I've been doing that is really about, um, again, 10 years as a, as a blogger means like a lot of my stuff went up, got shared, was seen, and then a new post happened, and then a new post happened. So you get to the top of those search happened. engines. That's pretty sweet. I got to the right top the of the search floor. engines, yeah. 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 But nice. like, for instance, like if you guys visit my website, mm-hmm. right, you're not gonna see the photos from my 2008 yeah. trip to Spain, which was like incredible, 2008 or 2009. So like that, hence having to do the Music Moves project is one way to take those photos from the archives and share them again. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I set up like a pop-up art show style with like different photographs and pieces from the music moves project i also will set up a typewriter and it's an old school typewriter that i have and will like write poetry kind of like on, on the typewriter yep and oh, on dang. the spot exactly like that because it's super old too like it's not even like electronic mm-hmm. or anything like when they were trying to like head towards computers it's straight there's not even a one on the key like I don't know if it broke or if they were like <laughs> like just use the letter I <laughs> like, that's great yeah uh, what's the name of the, the zine you publish 3am is the new black okay yeah, I, I did see that on the website yeah, yeah I saw the website yeah. I don't know if you I'm sorry if you repeat, if I mean, you repeat no gosh no get it all out there get it all on the webs uh, that's cool that's cool <laughs> Um, and that's, um, so that's paper and digital or? It's paper. paper? Okay. Yeah, nice. yeah. Like, I, like I needed to go analog a little bit, you know? <laughs> well, you're going to do a typewriter. I mean, you got to go, you know, yeah. city, you might as well go all the way, right? Typewriters are pretty sweet. Yeah, My father sweet. used to love typewriters. I grew up with them around the house. I like the ding. 
<laughs> I grew up with them too. Watch. That's that's what happened. Like I just never was able to like fully shake it. Mm -hmm. So I actually have the one that's in use, and I have the one that I grew up using, like in my basement, because nice. I need to get it repaired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I shook it. If I don't ever touch a piece of paper again, I'm fine with it. Mm. <laughs> I believe we've said that on the show. Vicky and Harris's. Kindle Fire versus... Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, uh, oh, I had a word processor. Uh, I think it yes. sucked. I'd rather a typewriter that word processor. Yeah. It's exactly. literally just like word. Like, that's that's yeah. probably why George R. R. Martin can't get that last book out. His right. word processor That sucks. is what he types on. He types on the <laughs> oldest word processor known to man. Uh, that's ridiculous. Right. Yeah, so now that you've freed yourself from writing the gray opus... Yeah. When is the seven book epic coming out? I know. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. I mean, I think Music Moves in some ways, like, is a project that, like, whereas, you know, if I had, like, a four-part interview series, I've done that before, a three-part interview series, right? It's mm -hmm. kind of same thing like I was talking about with Sonic Watermelon. So there's the first episode, there's the last episode, then it's done. Yeah. Music Moves. I stay going to music events and festivals and um, sometimes I'm there like taking pictures and interviewing and like covering it in a very formal way and sometimes I'm there just for like the enjoyment of it right leisure activities and stuff and um, like I pick up the camera because a moment or a song or something is so beautiful and wonderful and like I don't know what to do with myself <laughs> and stuff and so I grab a ca camera and click right so then like I so I continue to have stuff that's going into the music moves project the other thing is that I did music moves to help draw out of myself some more of the stories from those trips and so um, like I had a chance to kind of do like a summary, for instance, about um, seeing like each artist I saw on that trip to Spain. And the blog post I wrote was a little, a lot more sort of conversational, like mini memoir st style. But there's still even more, like even more that I haven't written yet from that. Mm -hmm. um, so that gives me a vehicle to continue to do some writing. And then, mm -hmm. you know, should that go into like some sort of like book or, you know, something chronicle of some sort, like that's, that's how it'll be. And cool. I want to, I want to find like publishers. I want to like do all of that official stuff, but mm -hmm. um, I also want to write and create and, and you want to be tied down to the man. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, I or, can't. or to the search for the man. <laughs> like, I, you know? <laughs> yeah, I got you. I can't, I can't even... I, I can't even post a picture to Facebook or write a post, so that makes me feel super lazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, different and that's strokes why I have for different That's <laughs> yes, exactly. That's exactly uh, how I call for I will take all the pictures and write stories about it. I'm like... I'll take pictures and just never share them with anyone ever. Yeah. <laughs> like I was talking to Aaron's yeah. like, oh yeah, I did this and I did this. He's like, oh, did you post it to the Facebook? I was like, no. No. <laughs> no. I took a nap. Does that count? Does that count? So that's why we gave the social media duties to Carl. Right. That makes He's sense. the man at it. And how are you doing with it, Carl? Do you need to come to my blogging workshop? Yes. I think so. <laughs> yes. He needs to come to the blogging <laughs> workshop. I'll, I'll be you, the guest. Carl, the you radio. need to go to the blogging workshop. That's your assignment. Then you can regale us with a digital story. <laughs> <laughs> I changed the title of that workshop from build a blog to, to from zero to hero. I like that. I like that a lot. Better. I like both, yeah. actually. There you go. I can't so how many people anything. in spandex actually show up every week? I've been doing it lately. Um, 
because of the, the two teaching gigs right mm-hmm. now. Um, but nobody comes. That's disappointing. I'm sorry. I would like that. I would like that person who no, no, just no, they con- get, they who's confused no, and they understand. think it's like a support group for people who think that they're real. Like you show up as a zero, and then when you leave is when you get the spandex. Oh. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Trademark. You can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's how it goes down. <laughs> yeah, I can't write. I can write an email, and that's about it. <laughs> And I can talk a lot, <laughs> a lot. Maybe I should just get one of those apps. It's like you talk, and then it writes for you. Yeah. But I, I people do that. Yeah, I just uh, say a lot, the same word over and over again. Sometimes, and I stumble, and then it gets really awkward, and I hate it. So, music moves. I write a lot in my head, and then people are like, "What does that mean? You're so weird." And I'm like, "I don't know what to tell you." <laughs> I just like I don't always have time to sit and like write it down. And mm-hmm. again, like I'm just. I, I'm a writer and I love it and I want to write so um, I let it play out in my head mm-hmm. and then finally when I get in front of a screen or whatever like it's not going to take me long because it's been like in my head so yeah, yeah. sometimes that gets a little tough though like when there are characters that start like appearing and who want to be written and then if it's taking too long then like it gets weird like I start eating weird cereal that I don't like like it's just it just I become it's very it's dangerous if I don't write that's what I found it's dangerous you have to have an outlet I do I really do that's great uh so you uh you and Vic you guys met in in college I think so yeah you first met at URI yeah help hmm. help yeah. picture help yeah I was thinking I've never that. heard of you until now I went to that same school well I think with like, Victor like my freshman year was your senior year Okay. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. That'll do it. And we probably were in uh, do- one of Dr. Hamilton's classes together, maybe? No, I was, um, I was, it, was, it, was it was like the very early stages of the uh, NAACP chapter. Okay. Yeah, I think you were there. I think you were passing, passing the, torch. the torch to, um, what's her name, Candace Wranglin. Yes, yeah. yes. Candace. Yeah. Candace. Really? Yeah. 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 Okay. We usually say that. We used to just scream that to her in her home. Oh, Candace. Does like, she listen? Like, just like Candy, by Cameo. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's cute. Nice. Dang, thanks for the reminder, Victor, because I was like, ah, oh, you are right. I leave it like very abstract and vague like that. <laughs> <laughs> but then also like the filmmaking stuff and were you you interned with me? You were one of my interns. That's right. Yes, yeah. yeah, so it was uh, 2010. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2010. There we go. He was the best intern you ever had. <laughs> no, I want to review how was Victor. <laughs> yeah. What grade did he get? He, he was good. Ever. He was there. He, he showed, showed up. up. You took a deep wow. breath when <laughs> you said that. Because so. it's 2015. That was five years it's ago. A very low bar. None, he showed up. So none he, of us. That's great. <laughs> no, that is that. Because that's part of... No, I know that sounds silly, but that is part of what I need because like I do a lot of events and I did a lot of events. So showing up meant that somebody could take pictures when I needed help moving furniture, when I had stuff set up and needed help at the door. Like I remember you took like email addresses and shit like that. Like it's, it's like very, it's actually quite essential. And, and I can contrast it because I had an intern who was with me from the high school recently and um, she was interning through the radio show and 
it really was a lot of work to actually get to a place where she could be graded because she couldn't show up several times. Mm-hmm. Like, and like, so it was like, well, boo, <laughs> this means like we have to do something else. And like, yeah. I really had to work with her on like making a script, like making like, basically she made like a recruitment. It was supposed to be a recruitment video and the um, equipment at our school changed over like right in the middle. So I was like, okay, you're gonna do a a recruitment audio because I at least know like that you could use my computer for that. Like it was just crazy stuff. But the amount of like work I had to do later because of not showing up, Mm -hmm. it it makes a, a huge difference. Nice job, Vic. You're better than the high schooler. (laughs) (laughs) When you put it that way, you sound like a real uh, terrible person. Vic for the win. Exactly. Uh, So you mentioned uh, Music Moves earlier, um, your project. Um, That entails going to the festivals. What, What is that exactly? So it's almost like, oh my god, I almost said like a trash ban, a trash bin, and I'm like, nice. wait a minute, that's not a really nice way to talk about your stuff. Uh, <laughs> we support trash here. That's why I tell people about this pod. It's trash. Yeah, it's trash. It's trash. No, um, it basically is a project that allows anything I do related to music that I want to go a little deeper with. Mm-hmm. I can do that. Now, the the Venusing site that I run is certainly a place for that, but like again, when we're face to face or when you come to an event, unless I have my laptop set up, which I'm starting to figure, you know, it could be worth doing, but unless I have my laptop set up, turned around on Venus Sings, like how do you engage with my musical adventures? So mm-hmm. Um, music moves means that like so two things right this summer I went to the Afro Latino Festival in New York and I went went to the Afro Punk Festival and so at both festivals I took a bunch of different photographs mm-hmm. um, I also got lots of interviews audio interviews um, related to the the Afro Latino Festival and so um, the photographs I took Whereas normally, um, traditionally in my career, right, I'm posting them and sharing them online through social media, and then the next batch of photos comes up. Um, I'll be going back to the pictures that I took and selecting some that I actually want to print and hang up. And so I've done exhibits at like three places, like traditional exhibits. I did a little one at um, Warwick Library. I did one at Johnston Wales. I did one at a community center. Mm-hmm. So those were literally like, it's like around our studio space right now, right? Like mm-hmm. there are things framed and on a wall. Um, and then I also made a short film, um, which I can show. And like I, you know, I dream big. I land wherever I land, but mm-hmm. I dream big, right? And so, like, I was thinking about this in, in the context of, like, a fancier museum. And in a fancier museum, I would want, like, um, different stations where some of the audio is looped and you can listen to the audio, where the photographs are of different sizes, where there could also be, like, a, a kind of a, a slideshow kind of a presentation as well. And, um, like, one thing I did with... Um, the Warwick show as I premiered like my short film there. Oh, sweet. So, so yeah. um, so at the festival, do you, you, so you go for the interviews, uh, the music and you have, is it like a 
booth? Do you set up a booth? Do you set up your... No, no, no. So it's like really two separate things. Mm -hmm. um, going to the festival is about um, loving music and mm -hmm. taking right. and documenting that. Yep. Music Moves is about telling stories from gotcha. those festivals okay. I went to. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. That's nice. So, um, yeah, so I launched it in like 2000, like, I guess 2014. I guess that was last year. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's... And I'm ready for, I'm, I'm ready to print a new set of photographs mm -hmm. and ready to um, exhibit and display elsewhere. And then I just have all this like video footage too. It's crazy. So I've already, um, the short film I made is, is really short and it's almost more of like, um, in some ways, you could say a trailer for and about the project. Mm -hmm. um, so in the short film, you can see visuals from some of the people that I interviewed. And I've started, expanded, and have like, um, like one iteration of the film that actually is um, some of the interviews that you only really see nice. in the short film. Mm -hmm. So. And is that some of the show and tell stuff you have that you brought along? Yeah, yeah. So um, like. This is one of the, the pieces, and so this is a piece that, like, when I'm exhibiting, like, a lot of times at art exhibits, like, it's like, look, don't touch kind of thing, mm -hmm. and so I really like Wait, the touching? idea. touching? touching? Can I touch? Exactly, you can. <laughs> like, that's the idea of, like, this binder mm -hmm. is, like, giving people a different sense that they can engage mm -hmm. in the project with, so you get to touch this one. I also have, like, um a small CD case that has um, different like music related things in it as well. So you can, you know, flip through that. And what you're looking at as well is um, it's really, it's about the project, right? So it's got some of the photographs, it's got some of the media clippings that um, I've, I've accrued through the project and over time. And then it has like a couple of the, the writing pieces that like this is, Again, one of the things and one of the purposes of this project is to get me to write about some of right, my right, adventures. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Things. so so it's all ties together for so your website, your blog, music moves, and that all comes from your website. Is that like your hub? Yeah, you could say venussings.com is my hub mm -hmm. for um, any and all things uh, music and sort of arts and culture mm -hmm. related. There's a lot of cool stuff on there. I'm actually looking at it right now. Thanks, There's sir. There's a lot of stuff in there. Thanks. It's pretty cool. And then I also have a Tumblr site, um, okay. ambitiousblackfeminist.tumblr.com or ambitiousblackfeminist.com. And so that is a space I created in part because I wanted to make sure that like, I, I had space to t write and cover things that were not music related. Okay. Yeah. So um, also... I still don't know how to Tumblr. Colbert, are we on Tumblr? <laughs> No, we're not. We're not. We're not. We just got the main, the main ones. Facebook, Instagram. So I feel like we should have a Tumblr conference. Tumblr is, you know, it's got its pros and cons. Mm -hmm. um, so I know there's a lot of wrestling stuff on Tumblr. A lot of wrestling it's, stuff, Colbert. It's right up our alley. Basketball <laughs> 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 work. Tumblr's great. No, Tumblr's great. Tumblr's great for, like, I don't use WordPress to engage with other bloggers mm -hmm. and writers, right? I use I use um, WordPress, which is what I use for venusings.com. So I use WordPress to share out, to publish. Mm -hmm. That's it. 
I use Tumblr to publish and to network. It has two different features, two different pages or sections. Mm -hmm. One is like a dashboard section, which looks very much like a Twitter or Facebook timeline. Mm -hmm. You scroll and other people's stuff, other people's stuff. Okay. And you post, you'll see your stuff and other people's stuff. Then you have the front end section of Tumblr, which looks more like a website. Do you so, like follow people and stuff like that to get yeah. their all their jazz? Okay. Yeah. I feel like a Tumblr Tumblr crowd would love us. I'm just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> I don't see why not. Uh, <laughs> uh, Carl, uh, Carl, Carl, Carl. <laughs> why are you, know, you doing this to me? You know, we're in the market for a new social media manager. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Carl, you're the man. Wow, wow ejected. And right. a new host. <laughs> we will be if you don't stop complaining, Carl. <laughs> that was the answer. Wait, because we just started the Instagram. So, do you do Instagram? I do. Oh, yeah, a lot of hashtags. So, there you go, Carl. Bird. Hashtag. Yeah. Wait, we're going to hashtag everyone. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, I don't take enough pictures. I feel like I should take more pictures for the podcast. We still know. never redid that video for the Instagram. Carl's oh, right. Slacking. You got to do that after the show. Yes, we do. Yeah, we, we want to do one. Didn't we literally we say that last week? With, uh, with Risa, too. Yeah, with yeah. who? With the upcoming. Yeah. With who? Razor. We gotta do them um, just to you know promote yeah. the episode. So look in your eyes, cool stuff, like man. Cut them. I know. I have no I was. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. I'm Take getting hangry. Stuff I'm, and put it on I'm on my Facebook way to getting hangry. I have. <laughs> I have known Aris for two years, and I still pronounce his name wrong. Um, but I think I've given up on correcting people. Yeah, I said Aris. I say Aris, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, okay. You're I've like right. I've like forced it, but like I'm when I start the show, I'm always so nervous. I'm gonna say it wrong. That's why I always stare at him for a second before That's I actually so say. That's so funny. Practicing up? in your head. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the last name is what really gets people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People just. What's their last name? Tejeda. Why is that hard? Because we Americanize native it. Native English up? speakers cannot say my last name right. Cannot. Say, what do they say? To Jaders. So, to Jeter. That's what I say to sometimes Jeter. just for funsies. <laughs> to Jada. Like, they'd like to throw the A in there. To Hada, which is not right. No. Not That's what everyone uses. Yes. Everyone not says to Hada. Oh. To Hada. Not so, when I gave you the fantasy football trophy when you wanted that, yeah. I you gotta. What? What? That guy said, what? Did I say. Did I pronounce it right? Doesn't matter. My, wait, was my actual name on there? No, it's your yeah, right, right, so it doesn't yeah, matter. We cannot, I don't think you can't say we it. Cannot, I, I will not be saying it on the show. <laughs> All of the, the, the names are horrible. Okay. So, yeah, it's fantasy scared. football. I'm it brings out the worst scared. in people. Okay. The worst. Yeah. Okay. All so, my friends turn into my worst enemies in the fall. That's why I'm not a sports fan. This guy. <laughs> Stay away from that. <laughs> so, it's, funny, big, it's fun. Do you see me and we're, we're here. We're bitter mortal enemies <laughs> on the fantasy gridiron. Yes. But in real life, we're all right. Except on that Sunday when I, we were playing, and I can't stand that son of a bitch. I, I saw you. Carl's switchblade. I saw his switchblade. <laughs> he has your name written on it. Your team name is written That's great. Um, I forget what I was going to say. Probably something about Tumblr or something awesome. Oh, no. Last week we were like, Tumblr's yeah. We're gonna we're gonna record the video for the Instagram. We're gonna redo it, and we're like, okay. And thirty seconds later, we all just laughed. <laughs> <laughs> like no one remembered thirty well, we seconds after we posted that. That was supposed to be like our first post. Yeah. But I just been posting since then. Nice. How many followers we got? A million. We get that. Do you know what? <laughs> do, do you know what my Instagram video posts are? They're like me driving and shit. Like they're like they're like. I'm, 
like some of my family is getting worried because to get to New Bedford, I have to go over the the uh, Sagamore Bridge. Is it? I think so. The one that goes to New Bedford. I can't help it. Is there's something about it with the light and the blue? And I drive, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm filming. I, I never knew the name of that bridge. I just always call it the the bridge that Braga was Bridge. Show. No, it's the Braga Bridge. Braga Bridge. Yeah. And yeah. I just think of the the old TV show Taxi. Yeah. It just reminds me of it. Does it? I, I don't know. Carver is a taxi fan. We know a guy on our flag football team who just Snapchats himself singing along to rap songs. Yeah. It's he great. probably gets more followers than we do. I know. <laughs> we should have him on the show. It's a weird world. I mean, and you have to feel me on It's a weird world yeah. to like yeah. be like trained, whether formally or like informally on like techniques and like things that should be in there and things you shouldn't do and to see like shaky videos with many hits like yeah. i can't like that i can't like that's Absolutely. when i that those are the things that make me stay in my room for the weekend yeah that, <laughs> that, that really irritates I me did, i did a couple here's the weird thing man i don't know who goes online they're like you know what i want to see i want to see snapchats of a young black man singing along a rap video that's part i don't know who does that but once you showed me that video i watch like, all of them that's pretty cool i watch <laughs> all of them get it randy i watch every single one of them flag football randy not yeah. work randy. not work randy <laughs> Like, I, I, I'm looking for I don't know, man. I thought it was all right. I thought he doesn't it was have one right now. Fine. It was cool. Oh my gosh, that's so like funny. Funny. I have one by weekend. I'm like, I'm like, he's not rapping. He's just singing along with Randy. Yeah, he's actually doing cool. rapping. He's doing that's his... cool, Randy. <laughs> I'm on Snapchat now because of my high school students. By the way, I joined it like two weeks ago. Nice. And you know why though? It was them, and it was the zombie feature. And then <laughs> I don't even know if you can do the zombie feature anymore. And oh, I don't know, but it scared me. It literally, it scared me. Like, I didn't expect it, and then it scared me. It sounds, it sounds like some decent Actually, writing, like I said. Mm, middle school, that's a little weird. <laughs> hey, what's your Instagram? Like, my... What's up? No, my Snapchat? No. Mine? 3, oh. 3 a.m. black. Hashtag yeah. things. Yeah, my wife stayed off of social media for the longest time because of that. She also, she works at a high school. Mm-hmm. So she did not want to be found. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any of the kids uh, there. Like, she just did not. And she joined Facebook. Like, the only one she has is Facebook. And she tries to be very anonymous on there. She yeah. She of me when she got one. I was like, wait, she, wait, she, what? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think I have, like, the kind of, like, the, um, my, my, I have great relationships with a lot of the students, right, but there's still something to be said about being, like, kind of a nerd, about, like, every conversation being about, like, classwork, or, like, developing them into future humans like you know like different things like that that like they don't look for me on facebook because they know Mm -hmm. that like my stuff is gonna be like you should be better black people white people (laughs) america like (laughs) like you know it's just like i post a lot of um you know like i i post animals like cute animals like once every like three and a half weeks just like because i need to let people know like I'm, I'm a real person and I laugh and like cute things but otherwise like my stuff is like basically like like Malcolm X on social media is how I would describe 
a lot of my posts. Especially, <laughs> that's Especially cool. Did, oh, yeah. So pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. My social media is boring. I don't see yeah, anything. I don't my students don't want that. I went like a little. I went like a mini like sports Facebook update for like a week and a half. And then I stopped. Yeah, that was, yeah. but I mean, it was, Tom Brady was in danger. You right. needed to protect him. Exactly, exactly. Like a baby lamb. Tom Brady <laughs> supports Donald Trump. Yeah, he does. No, no he did. That was, shut your mouth, Victor. Out of context. It was out of context. It was out of context. putting green on the White House lawn, Victor. What? Tom Brady, mm-hmm. net CNN put out a false headline that said Tom Brady endorses Donald Trump. Yeah. That was a lie. Tom Brady is Proven. friends with Donald Trump. They are friends. They're golf buddies. Yep. He never endorsed him. Is that better? In <laughs> it is better. Yo, you got, let me tell you something. First of all, he's a, new, he's a newbie. Listen, Tom Brady could smack a baby with a dead hooker and he was still defending him. It was the baby's <laughs> fault. It was the baby doing away. He was trying to kill a cockroach. The hooker was already dead. <laughs> right. You will find that that, that Aris and Maurice are two of the biggest Patriot stands you will ever meet. Okay, listen, here's the thing. Here is the thing. Why you get him started? Oh, sorry. <laughs> it not, it's not only about sports. I am friends with some questionable ass people. <laughs> we don't agree politically. Oh, we may so not funny. agree on sports teams. Yes, Carl, you're one of them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Way to identify yourself. <laughs> and that's okay. It doesn't mean that I have to agree with you or your political or religious views. We can still be friends and mm. disagree. I like that. We can have a friggin' fight about things as long as it's a good argument and then still hug it out right after. And you throw five touchdowns. That's good. Right. (laughs) If If Tom Brady wants to be friends with Donald Trump... If you want to to another country, I'm not going to be friends with you. Wait, who's who's sending each other? Donald Trump. Oh, oh, all right. I was going to say. He's a DV. Oh, yeah. Super. But listen, he might I, put a uh, putting green I'm on the White gonna, House wall. That's fun. I'm not uh, gonna listen, be friends. I'm not gonna play golf with you. Fine, you do not. I'm have not to. Tom Brady can endorse you. Fine. I'm not even gonna fake endorse you. I am not going to judge <laughs> Tom Brady on his choice of friends. I judge him on how many touchdowns he throws. <laughs> How many of them are legitimate? Also, also, Tom Brady Brady is an incredibly (laughs) charitable individual who supports Uh many charities in the New England area, a Uh lot of them for unfortunate children. Sure, buddy. So, listen, you can talk all you want, my friend. Tom Brady's impeccable. What kind of of write-off is he getting for those donations? I'm sure it's a big fat one. Yeah. It doesn't matter, though. You think those donations would be there without the uh, write-off? Tom Brady, yes, I believe they would be. I I genuinely believe they would be. Yeah. Tom Brady has enough. has enough money that he doesn't have to care about a tax write-off. Sorry, he doesn't. Right. He does not. No, I'm sure he that's... appreciates it. I'm sure his tax <laughs> man appreciates it. if you like money that much, you're always Here's trying to get it. If I was rich, which I'm Tom not, Brady is getting paid I would about... donate and then be like, cool, a write-off. Nice. Right. Here is the number one way that you can tell Tom Brady does not care about money like that. Tom Brady is getting paid... His haircut. ...about... Half of what, what Sorry. his <laughs> talent level and status as an NFL quarterback should be getting paid. People with Ooh. half the talent of Tom Brady get paid twice as much as he does. That's true, right, Victor? Cool story, bro. <laughs> it is absolutely true. It is I absolutely think that true. His haircuts, though. 
It is absolutely true. Yeah, Tom Brady's is the sweetest haircuts. Supercuts. <laughs> if you go in the back, you go for Seriously. free. That's what I used to do. Yeah. Save some money. I think he is. Listen, Supercut Tuesdays. Yeah. <laughs> Brazilian supermodel Giselle Bunchen dresses Tom Brady, I'm sure. She advises him or her people advise his people about his haircuts. I approve. Yeah. It's fine. So it's, it's and somebody goes like this. Every day he leaves the house. When like, you're, you're, handsome, handsome, right? when you're the handsomest <laughs> man in Boston, the car, you don't need to call your hair. Somebody just like, right. sorry, car. <laughs> <laughs> right. When I saw that thing on RP, it's about the whole like, oh, he was talking on the radio, like, oh, it'd be fun or whatever. I was just like, oh. And then I just went out. <laughs> don't day. disparage Tom Brady. Tom Brady donated a chunk of dough to the uh, Jimmy Fund Foundation and he asked, he, it was a radio telethon, McJobby, and he requested that his name not be put out there. You know what the freaking host did? They put his name out there against his wishes, those jerks. Hmm. But still, Tom what Brady, victim. awesome person. Oh, he didn't complain about it. He didn't say anything about it. We'll do it for him. But they just said, they said it on the air. They're like, this individual said not to give his name. Fuck it, we're going to give his name. It was Tom Brady. Hmm. Wow, that, that's I love him utterly him. riveting. Victor's such a big sports fan, huh? <laughs> Just pictures, what? Oh my god. I can't read lips, bro. I'm sorry. Jesus I Christ, can't either. Good, never, never, oh, sorry. 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 Hi. So, I blame okay. you. I've never been anyway, I'm glad. I'm glad. Along. I am move glad. Along, Shut up. I am glad. <laughs> you told me to move along. I will. I have a question for oh. Razor. Oh. I, I am glad <laughs> that we can all agree, finally, that Tom Brady's the best ever. Razor. No. And this is where we're going to end. Oh my god, Tom Brady's the best. Tom Brady's the best. Uh, Nobody should judge him on his choice of friends. We all have questionable friends. I'm sure you have questionable (laughs) friends, Razor, that you're not proud of. Like Carl. Thumbs up. (laughs) Carl Bird is a Cowboys fan. I don't like that, but I'm still friends with him. I like soccer. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> my, wife, my, my wife likes soccer. AKA real football. <laughs> no, okay, listen. Oh, wait, volleyball not, too. Gonna, real football. Like volleyball. Have you seen those men, Victor? What? Those boys might as well be flippy flopping all over the place. What are you? You touch a hair on their head and they're flop falling like you just freaking truck them. Like you just gored them. Like so. you're rhino and you just board them into the corner. Well, wrestling reference. Turnbuckles. Yeah. Nice. Well, you, yeah. You realize soccer is known as the toughest sport in the world, right? No, it is the most popular Amer- American sport. football. There's yeah, nothing tough. Protect- if you had told me, Vic, if you had football. told me rugby is the toughest sport in the world, I'd have been yeah. like, yeah, all right, cool. That's, that's fine. Too. Soccer full of prima donnas. Oh, my God. Football's got all those, too. A lot of wide receivers. This guy. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. But <laughs> most of those dudes can take a hit. you got to have endurance to play soccer. It's true. That's not game, tough. It's That's not tough? It's That's not tough. Right. Every sport is tough. Come on. We have a different <laughs> definition of toughness, <laughs> man. I'm talking <laughs> toughness as in... Yeah. Macho masculinity <laughs> bullshit. Is that... Is that is I'm that not talking macho masculinity bullshit, uh, Victor. I, I am saying pads. that it's if you're pads. talking toughness, mm-hmm. like, I agree endurance is hard to maintain. Yes. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking... To, like I, I, When you say tough, I'm talking toughness. Like, physical toughness. Like, getting laid the hell out by a 320-pound man when you only weigh 160. Getting up and being like, that's a first... First down, I'm Julian Edelman. Tom Brady just threw me that ball. It's awesome. I have a concussion. Right. <laughs> How much are you thinking of that game? That's all. That's all.
that's all, okay. We'll yeah, well, yeah, that's all concussions and human growth hormones at work. All right, let's move on. Hey, me and Maurice were having a conversation at work today about how much we love steroids and how awesome they are. Of course, that's your Patriots fans do justify cheating, denying, subvert. Fill them up. When your number one homer hitter has like 42 home runs, boring. Sorry, baseball is reason no one loves you anymore because you're boring. Give me some steroids. Yeah. Fill them up. Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, yep. 60 home runs. Do it. Just yep. do it again. Yeah. Please. <laughs> okay, so... We get real serious about sports around <laughs> so, uh, here. So moving away from the sports talk... I feel like Razor got to... involved. Like, in the yeah. mid- she just came in the middle of a car crash. <laughs> and got involved in some... I am blaming Razor for this podcast. If you had never disparaged Tom Brady, Razor, we'd all be fine right now. Okay. The Yankees playoff game starts seven minutes ago. That's 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 awesome. Um, getting back to the main subject of music, um, you mentioned uh, Reza, You mentioned Afropunk earlier. Now, um, just to d- d- define what Afropunk is, because when I when I think of punk music, I think of bands like the Ramones or Sex Pistols, Black Flag, Dead Kennedys, Fall Out Boy, even I guess to a to a to a smaller extent, Rage Against the Machine with the Tom Morello. Now, is Afropunk essentially is that just like uh, punk with black artists performing the music, or is it much more, or am I oversimplifying it? Um, not, you know, able to speak as a representative from Afropunk, but it is all of that, actually, right? So, like, they are targeting, um, at the festivals that they hold, they're targeting musicians who traditionally fall into punk or rock or metal, or surf rock, different genres like that, and then who are black musicians fronting that kind of a band or in the majority of that band. Like one example is a the few years ago, there was lots of hoopla on the internet about the group Unlocking the Truth, which was like three, like, they were like 11 or something at the time and they were doing like straight metal yes oh yes. that's impressive like google google it unlocking the truth i was playing um, pokemon cards Woo. yeah and so <laughs> like and afro punk partially gave them like quite a um a space like as far as that same year where they like started getting some attention afropunk um, uh, invited them to their festival i think that same year um uh jada pinkett um smith she fronts uh a metal band she performed the same year as unlocking the truth yeah so like um but i think and we were talking about this a little bit on the phone, Victor, right? So Afropunk came to be, if I have the story right, um, through a documentary first. And it's kind of interesting because I came across something on Facebook that I want to take my mama to. (laughs) It's like, it's like some sort of like art and multimedia like project about like black suburbia or something like that. And so that's going to be at the Schomburg. And that reminds me a little bit of like what Afropunk was first trying to do, which was to look at the story of black 
people who were living in the suburbs and living in majority white spaces who created and found musical homes through the same music that their white peers were listening to. And the documentary covers and talks to different bands who had that experience, who had that experience of like being, you know, said like, oh, you talk like you're white and having like these just different 21st century, 20th century, like, you know, just new experiences in terms of being black and suburban, basically. Like they could have renamed that documentary, the first one that they did, like Black in Suburbia, because that's really what a lot of it was about. And it was about these people who went through these like different musical social movements that, again, were not funk or hip hop or rap. And so they went from having that documentary to having these festivals. They also have their own social media space. So like you, it's basically Facebook, but it's Afropunk. And they're, you know, I would argue that they're really trying to um, have a 21st century statement about blackness and about um not having limits on how it's defined um and um and i think if you go to the festival and if a lot of people who go to the festival have this experience of like black and otherness like you know whether it's the music they listen to um like i know it's a very lgbt friendly space um it's just different it's just different and so it's like this it's it's a very comfortable place to go if you've ever felt like different in your blackness basically and so um so you'll hear criticisms like of people saying like oh like because lauren hill like let's give some examples who was there this past summer lauren hill was there um grace jones was there um lenny kravitz was there um Let's just use those examples and let's use Lauren Hill very specifically, right? That's hip hop, right? Like nobody, that's hip hop. There's no argument mm-hmm. there, right? And yet she was at Afropunk. There's something about who listens to Lauren Hill, who found it, who her music spoke to that it's it went beyond like rap. It went beyond hip hop in some ways mm-hmm. or that is to say that a lot of people who like Lauren Hill like aren't don't limit their musical collections to rap or hip hop mm-hmm. stuff. So like Afro punk is like they don't really. It's really interesting if you're like on there like um, you know social media at the time. Like I remember I I tagged in like at some point. There's a lot of hateration like going on. <laughs> like and it's just like like I I I get it to a certain extent like music. Like, purists are always out there. Like, mm-hmm. there's music purists, there's literary purists, there's anime purists, right? Mm-hmm. There's always motherfucking purists, right? <laughs> so, like, I, I, I kind of get jerks. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, there, I, I certainly think there's room. And I love, I actually love that because, like, reading those threads, you know, you get to hear, like, who they would think they think should be there. And that, then you can actually go, like, seek them out and stuff, you know? But, um... But, Where can I go and show my support for a Chief Keef at Afropunk? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Harris. <laughs> hey, she said I can go show my support, Vic. Chief Keef. tell who I, should, who I want to be there. We're talking about real artists, not Chief fucking Keef. 
Listen. Listen, you, maybe you I want Sosa. Maybe I want Sosa, Vic. You just had to ratchet this discussion, didn't you? You had to ratchet it up. All right, anyway. Wise man once said, ratchetness and ratchet and righteousness in the yin and yang of life. That's what some call for. Write that yeah, down. Yeah, like, <laughs> Aris, I rebuke you. Anyway. Um, yeah, but you know what's so funny? Because there, I mean, like, there is... There, there's so much diversity and variety even in the context of like this Afro punk space, right? So like for sure, like I, this is my second time in a row where, where when I went, I left with like some sort of like dashiki dress, like, you know, like total just like, nice. like ethno, you know, just ethnocentric, Afrocentric kind of like stuff. Like there's definitely people there in their dashikis, like looking like Afrocentric. Yeah, right. That sounds awesome. Where, where, then there's where, people. Where then it? there's people in there, black, right? Like everything's ripped. Uh, the hair's purple. There's hardly shirts on. Like there's those weird, crazy British rock shoes that are oh, like yeah. this wide. Like Yes. Would, yes. I, would I be welcomed there? <laughs> yeah, because it's in Brooklyn. Okay, in your khakis and, and your freaking button-ups? Yes. <laughs> yeah, because that's We're the other thing. We're going. Road trip. Again, that's the other thing, because a lot of people, too. Like, so that's a, it's a really interesting question. That's probably one of the friendliest places to oh, nice. be that are majority black, because mm. you're also around a lot of people who grew up in white majority spaces, like you're nothing. No right. offense. Literally, <laughs> there's, there's talking about that every day. Every day, every single day. I'm reminded that, that didn't quite come out right. That, uh, that didn't come out. But but and it's in Brooklyn. And it's in Brooklyn, right? So like Brooklyn is very mixed there, and lots of people will tell you Brooklyn's becoming very gentrified. So like you know. Yes, you're welcome. That sounds pretty dope, actually. That's something I would be Yeah, and the music was great. Experiencing. That's cool. Gary Clark Jr., okay? He was there. I was, like, shopping, and I kept being like, who is this amazing voice? Like, because I I could only go one day this year, and I was like, I really have to divide my time, and I know I need to shop, and I'm going to just shop. I'm going to be present while I shop. There's going to be the shopping time, and then there's going to be the music time, and that's just it. That's the only way I'm going to get through this. So I'm like shopping, and I just keep hearing this like beautiful, like sweet voice. Blah, blah, blah. I walk up to the stage, and I'm like, that's motherfucking Gary Clark Jr. <laughs> you know where I saw him? This year's BET Music Awards. Oh. Yes, it was crazy. He's good. He's really good. He kept doing this like guitar reverb stuff, like on some like gen like Hendrix meets sweet, like just who's a sweet Carl? You're a DJ. It's a sweet voice. It's sweet. Sweet. Jason Mraz. There you go. Hello, uh, no. Black. Sweeter. Oh, okay. Nectar. Sweeter. Uh, maybe... Like Donny Hathaway style. Like Damn. old school. Like oh, wow. old oh. school. Wow. Okay. Super that's soulful. That's Super... Just... Like and so, so it was like a it was like a, a an explosion of different sounds because he's got this like just undeniably sweet, soulful. Mmm. And then this like are you gonna be done with that guitar solo anytime soon kind of thing like that yeah i recommend him okay and uh, let's take a listen yeah I, I have a question 
Um, it says in your bio here that you oh. studied um, in the University of Havana, Cuba. <laughs> yes. I want to know about that. Yeah. Talk to me about your experience in Cuba. How did you, when, how, what, what did you do? How was the university? So I went in 2002, and I went as part, I actually, let me back up. I've gone twice. I went in 2000 for um, like a week kind of thing. It was during spring break. Um, when I was still a student at American University and the trip was sponsored by the university. And so that was um, in 2000. Again, it was a shorter trip, lots of very official visits, lots of official places and stuff. Really good time. Learned how to salsa <laughs> um, organically. It was very cool. Um, second time I went was in 2002. I was at URI by that point. And um, I went through SUNY Buffalo, State University of New York, Buffalo. Um, they had a program. My second choice actually was a program through Tulane. And I chose the SUNY program. Still met the motherfuckers from Tulane in Cuba one <laughs> night at a jazz club. Nice. Yes. That's the kind of time, actually, that's the kind of time I had in Cuba. I also, we... Um, so I was in a program, I took um, it was like one or two classes. The classes happened at the university. I was actually only in classes with the other SUNY Buffalo students. It was mm. tricky that way. Mm. And that's some of the trickery that happens. Like I'm not anti-Cuba, anti-Castro. I'm not pro-Cuba, pro-Castro. I am in this like very happy gray area. And, but I can tell you, I both believe in some of the ideals that he's talking about in terms of, in particular, um, like stopping, um, you know, the, the influx of, of capitalism and the ugliness that can come with capitalism. I'm definitely about that. Not going to lie. Right. But definitely like freedom. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Freedom, great. Yeah. yeah, and and cool. like and like Freedom honesty and transparency. <laughs> yeah, so that was like one moment of like, oh wait, oh oh, I, I got this. So you can be like, you should come, like you can like partner with the school to be like, you should come and like attend our university, but then not actually attend with Cuban yeah. students. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Um, huh. Yeah, so I was studying like um, like literature and arts and history and also through like walking tours in a lot of different areas. That was really incredible. If you have a chance to ever like read up, watch any films, go to a discussion group about like the relationship between architecture and power structures, like it's crazy. So walking around, like you would be like clearly just hot as hell because you were walking in an area that was for slaves and poor people back in the day and they weren't going to like make anything easy for you. Mm -hmm. And then when you're like walking under a shaded area, you're like, oh, this is where like the genteel white, like every, oh, so y'all could be cool in this hot, humid ass <laughs> like island. Like it's like that was sort of some of that um, through the walking tours and stuff like that. And then... Um, so another music move story is that anytime I travel, I like to find like where's where's the reggae music slash where are the Rastas like because I love reggae and it like immediately puts me at home, and I understand like Rastas and Reza we just get along right, and so um, so that was one of the things I did in Havana 
and ended up like um, meeting a musician and seeing him perform a few times and going with friends. And he was like a Cuban, like reggae musician who was amazing. Um, so that was like one of the, the different things and just like, there's no escaping how music kind of like helps guide my way when I'm in different places. So, um, so there was lots of reggae <laughs> for me and stuff. Um, it was kind of a hard trip um, because the professor I had, it felt like she was trying to like prove a point of something like, oh, like American students are lazy or something. So she was giving us the most like ridiculous amounts of readings for homework every night. And I've always been like a student do-gooder. And so, and we were in Cuba. Okay. So there's not like a hundred watt light bulbs just like everywhere. <laughs> so I had like, like one of the rooms I'm trying to remember like where I could study. Like there was like one room. There was like, there was no light in the room I slept in. There was like the daylight and then that was it. Mm. So the one room I could go to had the dimmest light bulb and just one. So there was like the additional, like this has nothing to do with the teacher, just like me and like my body like sleep and like we'll find any reason to sleep. And so my body was like, oh, it's nighttime <laughs> and this is like a 25 watt like white light bulb, like good night. So I would, I was, I was struggling every night to try and like keep up with my reading. Um, but it was, it was really interesting because just, just a lot of the things you hear are sort of true and then a lot of things you hear are not true. So there are all those old cars and things haven't been like fixed um, or new things haven't come to the island in like a long time. Um, but uh, people are, you know, like, I don't know, it's just people live. You like, you know, like we went to the beach and like there were other Cubans at the beach and stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I ate at a Chinese food restaurant almost like every day. Like, what? yeah, nice. yeah, That's like it's, it's Cuba, but there's still Chinese food. Like, and, um, and, but it was like, it was like still Cubanized a little bit. Like, I just, I know that because we slammed that pork like every night, man. Cause it was just like, there was something about it, it was so good. It was like, it was like boneless spare ribs, but like, Cubanized. So like, I went to Cuba. That's a place I'd like to visit. My uh, father-in-law actually has been to Cuba. Mm. He is, uh, he's a big, um, he's big into Cuban culture and all of that stuff. So yeah, he, yeah. What you, he, you'd, you'd have some good conversations with him. Let's I, just say. What does he think of awesome. Chinese food? <laughs> You'll have to ask. Fine. You'll have I think to he's ask fine him. with the Chinese. Food. <laughs> it kind of makes sense because you know, communist nation, China. Yeah. yeah. Well, and Chinese. I mean, the Chinese travel, man. They're like, they like a lot of. I don't know. That's like part of the culture, the merchant sort of traveling merchant culture. I'm not I'm sure that's not every Chinese person's culture, mm -hmm. but that's like you, you, because my, my brother lived in Spain for a little while, and like he'd be like, yeah. I gotta go to the chinos to get something, like, <laughs> and like, and and that that was just how people in Spain reference Chinese people. Like, even though it's also kind of a like a slur, it's also like that's just like the reality that like there's a Chinese person on your block who's gonna like sew your shit if you need it. 
So like that, like that's just, that was Madrid and Cuba. All the dollar stores in Providence, that's what I heard as well. All of the dollar stores in Providence are owned by Chinese people. Really? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's all, right, but like it's a lot and that would help to explain the Chinese Merchant Association because I'm like, what do they own? Like, who, what are they... Who who are, who are these merchants? <laughs> you know, like it's not like you. We don't have a Chinatown in yeah. Providence, like mm -hmm. you know what I mean. Like so, that's why it stands out to me. Like when I drive by it every once in a while. That makes sense. Everything. Who's store? <laughs> everything in dollar stores is cheap and Chinese made. So mm -hmm. just the way I like it. <laughs> <laughs> All these chairs we're sitting on. Where do you think they're Legit, probably 90% of everything in every house is made in China. Sweet. Yeah. Good old iPad. <laughs> <laughs> but it was designed in California. <laughs> right. So I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. But no, so music is at the center of a lot of what I do. Hmm. And for a long time, like... Uh, lots of my journalism so, has been around music, so that's you know that's why it's it's pretty easy for me to go back to it. Um, mm -hmm. Even if I am not like a practicing musician, um, I am a DJ. Yes. You guys need to exchange cool. information. <laughs> so, wait, hold on. I'm, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for the When you were there, um, <laughs> were you like restricted in any way from uh, just? mingling with the general population it would come it, up and it, it would kind come of up. sound it kind of sounds that way it would come up sometimes but mm -hmm. like not um like all the time but definitely i mean in particular like in the first trip um that i took right that was only a week long that one felt definitely a little bit more like separate um, cause we were really taken to like all these official places and there wasn't a lot of downtime. Whereas the second time there was some downtime and like some of my classmates like smarter than me and better in Spanish than me don't fall asleep as easily to the light or just like didn't give a fuck. Right. Like they had lots more downtime and stuff that wasn't like, you know, that wasn't structured. So in that way we definitely could and we made friends and I made friends and I visited um one of the the Rasta folks at house who I met so um it's I was like looking over my shoulder the whole time like I'm just kind of a little bit like Malcolm x -y about things right so I was like, okay all right then we are we on nobody here? No. <laughs> Don't kidnap me. Don't kidnap me. Yeah, exactly. But like, there, there was, there is a neighborhood Vedado, which is like um, a nicer neighborhood of Cuba. I'm trying to think. Like, I think there are beaches there that you don't really see a lot of Cubans at. Mm. Um, so you'd see that um, a lot. One thing, am I, am I gonna get? <laughs> One thing, um, there was like some demonstration that happened while we were there. It was like kind of peculiar. Like it felt like, are y'all doing this because, you know, there's a bunch of students here? Like, is this like the time of year? Because again, mm -hmm. I had met the Tulane people too. I'm like, is this the time of year? Mm -hmm. And so, um, like we were told and made to understand that if you were Cuban, you had to participate in that march, um, mm -hmm. except for if you... Um, if you had like any mobility issues. Don't know if that's true or not. Um, but, um, you know, in that way, like we, we 
um, we observed from a close proximity um, and stuff. So we were kind of like blended in, but we also could detach ourselves and did and stuff. And we were like, um, we ended up in this hotel that's like kind of a big famous hotel. Like I want to say Hotel Nacional, but I'm not positive that's mm. the title. So, um, so I'm not fully answering like everything like super directly, but like sometimes, <laughs> you know, and it was more of like, um, just kind of aware, like the place that we ate at, um, every night it seemed like we were like in one section mm. and then other people who were regular diners were like in another section. Sure. So the place that we ate at every night, one day in walks in this dude who used to come at the bike shop in Washington DC that I worked at. <laughs> we ate at that place every night. That was like part of the contract or whatever that SUNY had. And this dude walked in and I totally recognized him. <laughs> was wow. like, um, I was like, did you ever used to go to City Bikes? He was like, yeah. <laughs> Why do you know that? I was like, cause so, I used to work there. It's not just Rhode Island, it's the world. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's the entire planet. Cool. Yeah, man, that, that would definitely be an interesting place to visit. It sounds like they don't let you see the real stuff, but what do you it expect depends. from a place like that? Yeah, no, I mean, you you kind of can, but it's like the more the more um, I don't know the more organized it is, the more organized it is for you to see some places. Yeah, and well, I mean, there's also the others. question of do you want to go see the real stuff? Right, that's some real stuff could happen to you if you're there. So Cuba is actually one of the safest places because everybody's like mad afraid to get jailed, right? Mm. So like. Um, and that, like, that's very true. Like, they still do, like, I think they're still one of these countries that has, like, you go to, like, reassignment camps, like, you're fucking out working fields and shit if you're arrested. Mm -hmm. So, um, so, yeah, it's, crime is actually very low there. There's a lot of hustling. It depends on your definition of crime, but, like, that part I really didn't like, and I'd like to visit, like, another section. Like, we were in a major city, like, the capital. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, like, you know, everyone had somewhere they could take you that was, like, the best place on earth mm. that wasn't necessarily, but that they could get you there, and then you just needed to pay him, her, that, them. Yeah. 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 So That's the same. Every time I go to DR, is the same thing. Exactly. But, yeah, you just, I just, I have a very strict no-jail-in-the-third-world-country policy. <laughs> <laughs> I would, like, I know... I'm, I was I love going to DR. I would like not to get jailed does there, even though the, it's my home. Thanks. Does the DR have resorts and stuff that people vacation to? Yes, they do. Yes. Well, very, very like, last week, quite awesome a minute. Destination. <laughs> Someone, <laughs> destination. Someone asked me, they're like, do they people vacation there? And I was like, no. Yes. <laughs> I yeah. sure do. I was like, I think um, they have resorts. I'm kind of surprised you don't know that, actually. I thought they had resorts. Yeah, why? I don't know. I don't it's really know. It's an island. In That's the Caribbean. Why I was, that that like, was why my assumption was that I'm not quite the world traveler. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> I've been to Italy once. That was cool. But, you know. So, I hear you. Saying. You know what? I appreciate you not giving incorrect information. Right. Because I was Where like, I, go? I said, I don't know. I think they do. <laughs> I think they have resorts. That was literally, I was there like, I will ask Eris. Now I'm doing it on a public forum. Maurice, that's good. Yeah, plenty. I like your response, though. I recommend uh, Punta Cana. Okay. That's where I went. 
I don't okay. remember who asked me, but I think they listened to the show. Because <laughs> I don't talk to you if you don't listen to Punta the show. Punta Cana and I like Puerto Plata. I'm going to try that. So, so those, are, those are like the two big tourist places with lots and lots of resorts. Gotcha. Punta Cana, Puerto Plata. Can't go wrong. I can't say either of those. I can't repeat them back to you. You'll just practice. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, you can't pronounce Iris' name. Right. So, I can if I think about it for a second. Bears? <laughs> <laughs> halfway there, Maurice. Sometimes I call him Bears. I don't know why, I just do. But it's usually when you're not listening to me at work, and I say his name a couple times, I say Bears. He turns around. So it works. I don't know why. Work. Yeah. That does work. Uh, cool. I wanted to ask you guys about music really quickly. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, um, no, so here's, here's, here's my question I'll be asking everybody for the next year and a half or so. Are we gonna be on one of your one of your things? Maybe. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> Ask away. God, I wish I could have took that picture. <laughs> I want to know how you like how you find new music. 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 You guys start. Okay. <laughs> I will. Okay. I mean, obviously, besides your regular uh, iTunes and uh, Spotify. Pandora, you know, I use all that stuff, uh, but for my Spanish music, I new stuff, I enjoy basically all genres, um, I listen to a lot of merengue, bachata, uh, salsa, reggaeton, um, dembo, all of that kind of stuff, and uh, the DJ Lobo app is awesome, download that. It's fantastic. I will. I like DJ all that. Lobo. He is a uh, Spanish DJ from New York. With He's his got own his own app? app. And that's dope. Run up on a Dominican, any Dominican, just choose one. Just be like, hey, got that DJ Lobo app? Don't be like, yeah, I totally do. I got it. Is, now, DJ Lobo, is he a legitimate werewolf? Yes. Okay. Yes, he is. No. Do not listen to his mixes in the full moon. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> All I put in was DJ. And uh-huh. Lobo is the top. I told you that it's, DJ right, Lobo so is legit as oh, hell, man. Wow. Uh, so yeah, he's got a section on there called uh, Musica Nueva, and that's new music. So that gets updated pretty regularly, and that just mixes up everything, um, every genre is in there, just new stuff. And then he, it's also broken up into several different um, genre, like genre mixes. Um, he's got there's so it's him and a bunch of other DJs uh, on there as well. So there's like a lot of really good um, hip hop mixes on there as well. Um, and yeah, so like if you just come in the app, you swipe right, and there's all your genres right there. Scroll down, there's Musica Nueva right there. And uh, yeah, so hey, there's a new Anthony Santos song. That's my favorite bachata artist. <laughs> He's good. Somebody put um, him on my Pandora when I turned around. I was like, thank you. <laughs> Anthony Santos is the man. My favorite. Um, me, uh, just like Iris. Um, Spotify, iHeartRadio app. Um, I listen to, um, yeah, on iHeartRadio, I listen to uh, The Breakfast Club, Power 105 in New York pretty much every morning. So when I listen to DJ Henry's mixes, I, you know, I'm always, I'm always examining like almost everywhere I go, even the radio here. So just wherever. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, like, how do I find my music? Uh, let's see. For for hip hop, I check out. I've always checked out uh, rapreviews.com. If you like to check out the latest hip hop releases and reviews, 
And it's and I like checking out their annual uh, top ten albums of the year, and I got a lot of good recommendations off that. Um, I remember last year, um, up until last year, I kind of fell away from hip hop, and then I got back into it because a student of mine was like really into it and had a really awesome research paper on the history of it. So that kind of motivated me to go back to listen to it, and that's how I learned about Kendrick Lamar and uh, Run the Jewels, or one of my really really good group with a uh, Killer Mike and LP. Uh, they have two good albums. Uh, which you can download for free online to, from their website directly. Um, so yeah, rap reviews. Uh, I use sometimes I, I use Pandora. I'm not on there uh, often, but I, I did I did catch some really some good tunes there. Um, for I also listen to a lot of uh, good uh, uh, film scores and soundtracks. So what I do is uh, if there's like a composer who's who's like a new has a new score out for for a film, like say John Williams or Hans Zimmer, who's my favorite. I'll just go online and go on iTunes and see what albums they have, and if there's something new, it's like, oh, cool! I'll I'll download that and listen to it. Um, mm. um, also, uh, also interestingly, uh, video game video game soundtracks are, are one thing I listen to quite often. Mm -hmm. So um, there's a, a there's, there's a there's a few uh, composers who I listen to. Like when I, whenever I'm playing a video game, if there's a soundtrack that kind of sticks out to me, because music for me is like one of the first things that kind of sticks out to me when I'm playing a game. I think of okay, who comp who made the music? Then I figure find out what their work is. Like my favorite composer is uh, Greg Edmondson, who did the score for the Uncharted series. Yeah. All, all three Uncharted series, and Uncharted three being the best one. Yeah, those are good soundtracks. Yeah. So uh, so there's that. Um, that's how I so that's how I get my music. Pretty much just going online rap reviews. Oh, and also OK Player. They also have some good reviews for like a lot of good uh, artists uh, from all types of genres too. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Also SoundCloud is one I also use too. Yep. Hmm. I'm an interesting case study because I don't listen to that much music. Fair if enough. music stopped tomorrow, I would be okay. <laughs> I'm a monster. <laughs> you, are, you are a monster. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm well aware Don't of that. Put that You're a the universe. universe. That's a story. That'll never happen. Terrible thing to hope for. You know what I'm hoping for. I'm just saying that. I'm just okay. Yeah. Now that I have you here, <laughs> I, I never. I don't know why I never thought to ask you or any of the guys. We've, had, we've talked about this before, right? Yeah, we have. Yeah. So I believe I've I've voiced my opinion that it's weird yeah. that um, white folk and their events sometimes have no music, like. Mm. A lot of the white people barbecues I've been to have no music. I'm like, what is this? Oh my god, that Silence. is true. That Why is, is true. it silent here? Yeah. <laughs> There's true. people no. eating, but it's silent. That is I, true. I, I, I say I'm bringing my setup for everywhere <laughs> I go to. <laughs> Why is that? Speak, know, speak for your people, Maurice. As the resident white person right. on this Codex Prime podcast, I have no idea. <laughs> and I was thinking, I was like, last two cookouts, there's no, there's no music. <laughs> We talked. It's was, a thing. And it was awkward time. Yeah. You guys it's have a music? Real thing. Yes. Every oh. week. I do say all my family barbecues. As Carl, they've if anything they've ever like I grew up with my house always had music, like my parents were always listening to some old school ballads, you know, mm -hmm. a good little dime. My father loves music. Loves music. Well, you're weird. And you may hear him singing every once in a while. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. But he loves like it. I still, my, my mother used to hum all the time, so now I hum yeah. all the friggin' time I, yeah. at home, too. I wish my dad's music was a Yeah. My older siblings like, Music like... was just part of my family. It was part of my life. Yeah. Well, none of us are musicians. But I don't know how it happened, though, because my father was really big into music. My, my, some of my siblings weren't. My brother got into it as he got older, like Stones and all that stuff. Um, I do have Spotify. 
Um, but my spot, I just like find music that I know I like for sure that I ever listened to back in the day, and I just have all of the albums just like laid out. And I'm like, I'm in the mood for Disturbed today. Boop. I'm in the mood for High School Musical. Boop. Because that is one of my playlists. So you know, very eclectic taste. Oh, I do. I do need to maybe expand my horizons a little bit. But like, remember, like I carpooled with Teach for the longest yeah. time. Remember, I worked. Yeah. And all he would listen to was friggin' Octane on Sirius XM, yep. which is just like weird, super commercial rock music. Hmm. Yeah, and, I mean, that's, that's kind of what I'm uh, all about. Man, you're, yeah. you're doing the one to sell me that stuff. My and the whole, my the whole time, house. I'm just like, I am so fucking sick of Five Finger Death Punch. I do need to Please stop my horizons. But the reason, Ben, I found Four Years Strong, I found them from Reddit because WWE, uh, Seth Rollins, like, quoted their lyrics during a show. And mm-hmm. someone's like, oh, it's a, he's a big fan of this band. So I'm like, okay, boop, 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 Spotify. Nice! And I do really love the, if there's one thing I do love, it's the video game, you know, that and the uh, scores from movies and stuff like that. Like, I'll listen to Lord of the Rings all day long. Oh, Howard Shore. I will never, yeah, Howard Shore, I'll never stop. I li- and I'll do this. So I listen to... In, uh, the last song for The Hobbit, the third one, by Billy, um, oh my goodness, what is his name? Mm-hmm. Uh, Pippin from Lord of the Rings. Uh, his first name is Billy, I know that. But he's saying the last song, the last goodbye. Billy Boyd. Yeah, Billy Boyd. And I listened to that, like, on repeat, like, 500 times in a row. I was not even exaggerating. Mm-hmm. And then, well, maybe a little bit. But then I listened to Into the West, which is the end of Lord of the Rings, like, Return of the King. Yeah, which is the end credits for that. I just listen to that over and over and over again, and I just don't get tired yeah, of it. It's really weird. For the yeah. Score. Yeah. It's awesome, yeah, man. It's so good. But sometimes, like, some of that stuff, I'm just like, uh, wash over me. But Neutral Milk Hotel, <laughs> that is one band that I would not want to go away ever because I listen to them all the time. favorite video game composer is Yuzo Koshiro. Cool. Streets of Rage, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Carl! Nice. Oh, yeah. nice. I swear, me and I just got the best eye <laughs> But I do also a lot of podcasts. I have, like, Super Mario Brothers stuck in my head. Oh, nice. Like, That's all amazing. the time. Who like, at, at any given moment, you might hear me go... <laughs> I do whistle at a lot. I do whistle a lot. But if you need a, if you need a case study for someone that's a monster and needs to be fixed, I'm your guy. Okay. <laughs> I feel like you need to go to Afro Pop, yeah. or you need to wear like cargo shorts and sandals with socks. Mm-hmm. I feel like the whitest guy ever <laughs> when you're there. Yeah. I want to see what happens. No, no, I'm sure no, you no. This would be. I'm this sure would, you would be welcomed with. This open would arms. be. This would be, no. <laughs> this will work. This will work. Well, you might have to say it right now. Yeah. 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 in your khakis. Yeah. That would be, I yeah, I feel like the other stuff would you'd almost blend, actually. Fantastic. <laughs> also, another artist whose music I really dig, who's pretty creative, is Janelle Monet. Yeah. 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 Like, 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 I see you do that yoga. I'm like, no, that's her, not what you do when you yoga, Janelle Monet. Get out of here. Her yeah. second album, uh, The Archandroid, it was actually my favorite album of 2010. It's one of the most creative R&B albums I listened to. It's like this, like this. It's like she uses R&B as like the foundation, and then she blends it in with like, electronica, some rock, and like mm-hmm. some other so good. sounds. It's like really, I'm really fresh. That, um, oh, the first time I heard of her was in a friggin' Maybelline commercial. Oh, so you, get, you gotta get paid yeah. somehow. <laughs> so, yeah, this is all I'm gonna music. Y'all gotta send me stuff. And I'll start listening to it. And then I'll report back. Janelle Monet okay. and uh, Maybe Chief Keef. Victor, big... Chief no, Chief I don't Keith. know who Chief Keef is, so I'm gonna joke. You don't want to know Chief Keef. I'm 
don't want to know. Listen, if you don't, I don't know if I know it. Listen to some. I know the name. Listen to some real hip hop. All right, Chief Chief Keef is ratchet bullshit. Don't listen to Chief Keef. I don't listen to hip hop either. Chief Keef is straight up wank. Wangler, 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 wangler. That's what wank means. That's what Victor listens to when nobody's looking. Okay. I don't listen. I don't listen to ratchet hip hop. I listen to real stuff. All right. Roots. Chief Keef mix. I listen to it all. I like some of the rats and stuff too. Victor, uh, Victor has the sweetest Chief Keef Fetty Wap mix. These names, these names. The music is ratchet enough, but then these names. What what, what the hell is a Chief Keef? What is a Fetty Wap? Well, what is, what is a P Diddy? Well, I cannot. I can honestly. I can answer for Chief Keef. Keef just happens to be his real name. Keef. That's convenient. The way how Wait, his real name is K E E F Keef. No, it's really Keith, K-E-I-T-H. Oh, uh-huh. But the way black people talk, uh, we say uh, Keith. Take like, that D-H, turn it into an F. I say yeah, Keith Sweat, it's yep. Keith Sweat. Mm-hmm. We just oh, always said it, and cool. then Chief just happened to rhyme with Keith. Keith. And, like, <laughs> you see? He incorporates plus, black plus culture into his music. Yeah, exactly. That's a lot of spit. I'm going to listen to him tomorrow. Right. And then I'm going right. to say, Victor, send me something that's way better, and then I'll listen to that, and then I'll report back. Hey, that's go. fine. That sounds good. Hey, I'm Lil John, Chief Keef, Fetty Wap, Gucci Mane. Got it. OJ the Deuce Man. Got it. <laughs> Sometimes, like, he has I will do the Spotify. I'll do the Spotify. You just named the whole cast the Sharp Bus. Exactly. Your hip hop taste is a straight up worse. It's the worst average. No, no, no. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say this in Iris's defense. I I remember like. I think it was like New Year's or some type of party, but I had to drive Aris's car one day, and he had it on like the most on a real dope soul station. I'm like, Aris listens to this. <laughs> listen, man, I I have varied music tastes. I do. Yeah, I listen to a lot of different things. Me too. I will listen. I will listen to some Anthony Santo, and then I'll listen to some Dio. That's fine. We're gonna That's take. Cool. We're gonna take our Spotify playlist and we're gonna post them up on the site. Boom. You know what everyone loves. Unless you're hiding something in there, then don't do it. But I'll do mine. I don't care. It's a lot of Rise Against. Some WWE, all the entrance music. Love that stuff. I wrote down today. I listen to that too. Yeah. What if I don't make playlists? I just search for random shit and listen wow. to it. I do the Discovery thing sometimes. <laughs> I do the Discovery thing, but then like, eventually I'm just like, eh. Goes, something I know. Like, I don't, I don't change. have go to change. If I want to listen to something, if I, I'll, go, I'll just search for like some big pun, Notorious B.I.G. Nice. Yeah. See, and for me, like, Classic. one of the ways I get new music is by going to festivals. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, I saw Gary Clark Jr. perform on BET, all right? <laughs> and I was like, he good. That boy good. Mm-hmm. Then I turned the TV on, turned the TV off, right? <laughs> then I heard him perform live, accidentally. Because, <laughs> again, I was like, I don't care who's on the stage right now. doesn't matter. Now I'm going to be following him. And keeping up with his like collection. I have to listen to his music. Victor, post that in the blurb. Yeah, I'll do so that. I can find him. I'll forget his name. And then nice. and like another one. Um, so at the Afro Latino Festival it was a group called Los Acheros. Here's the other thing that's a little bit tough for me too. Is like it's just like 
well, these are people who are not going to be on Spotify necessarily. You know, mm-hmm. like it's hard to keep up. And like, like Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> Los Acheros and Taylor <laughs> But I feel like Los Acheros is a great example. Okay. No, they were a dope salsa mm-hmm. band. They were dope. And I like danced for like an hour straight at least yeah. like in um, New York on the opening night. They were like that good. And, like, found one of their videos on YouTube, you mm. know? So, I know, like, like here in Rhode Island, I know that, like, Cien Punto Tres isn't going to be playing, like, Los Acheros, you know? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm the only one I know who's going to play them, <laughs> basically. So, I, I don't know. They're on YouTube, though. They are on YouTube, yeah. I knew it. Yeah. Well, look them up there. That sounds all right. Yeah. El Pilon is a, the video that I have on my site right now. Okay. Yeah. Check that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's one. Yeah, that's definitely one way I get it. I I like all of what you guys said. Like, I definitely have Pandora. I don't really use my Spotify so much, but I do have Pandora, and I love when something comes on on one of the stations that I don't recognize, stuff like that. Yeah, like, I do listen to. If I'm all on a podcast, I will listen to the radio on the way in and out, and then you know, I'll just kind of switch back and forth. I'm like, oh, this sounds cool, and then you kind of find them, and then you go, oh, you have these albums. Or, if you're mm-hmm. watching the Supergirl trailer, you're like, I like that song. I forget what it's called. <laughs> Fight song? I don't know. She was cool. So I'm like, oh, look, you have a million songs. Spotify. Boop. That's nice. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. You, that is you nice. You have the most teenage girl taste in music. <laughs> it is expensive. <laughs> I don't know how many teenage girls listen to Kevin Owens' theme song on Spotify. I'm like, I don't know. Lord of the Rings. A few, probably. It's possible. <laughs> it's a big world. Yeah, my cousin. Nice. <laughs> They're invited that, to the WrestleMania party. That girl who watches High School of the Dead? Probably. Probably. You watch High School of the Dead, bro. But I do. Time. That's a dope I show. It's one. not for middle school. I'm going to download your, your app, though. Not your app, your boy's app. Oh, DJ Lobo? Yeah. Yeah, that app was fantastic. Man. And it's free. It's just free-ass but music. And then, like, I'll do, for like... No reason. But then I'll listen to, like, heavy metal awesome. stuff. If I'm working out and stuff, it's kind of like depending on the situation. So they pull for my Valentine. They're pretty, they're good. I like them. That's cool. Yeah. So it's pretty, it's all over the place. Yeah. As long as it makes like toe tap, it makes you feel good. Music is for everyone. Music is good. Music is for everyone. Right. That's fine. I'm with my toe tap. Yep. (laughs) Write that down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Before we uh, we get the go home cue and we wrap things up, we're going to read our one audience email that we have for this week. Yay. Yay. Cool. (laughs) From a constant emailer, friend of the show, guest of the show, John Grace. Can I read it? Football captain. Of course. Football captain, yes. My football captain. (laughs) All right. Let's read this. John Grace, email. Hey, guys. You recording right now? My rabbit died this week and followed Bear the dog across the rainbow bridge into the nether. I dug a hole, carried it out in an empty Coors light box, and dumped him in head first. (laughs) Rest in peace, Finn. Uh, since we all play fantasy football Except Victor Except me How do you feel about people taking advantage of newer players in terms of unfair trades? Let's talk about this I'll <laughs> <laughs> finish the email, we'll answer after Go ahead Even if you don't play fantasy, Vic You can answer The same concepts apply to online games and life in general Is it the, new, is it the newer person's fault for being naive? Or is the trade violator the trade rapist no that's a legit <laughs> term you okay. can say it don't don't, don't, don't cheapen out on okay. here 
Alright, is it the newer person's fault for being naive or is the trained rapist, for lack of a better term, sorry, <laughs> an ass face for turning what's supposed to be fun into a negative? Uh, Patriots gotta beat the Cowboys badly. Before all the injuries, I was genuinely looking forward to this game. It took Breeze the power of God and Jesus, by his account, <laughs> to pull out the win. I think Brady is only going to need his Uggs and playbook and his butt chin. <laughs> it's a cleft. 30, 38 to 21. Later, John. Oh, yeah, it is. It we did is talk good. about the training a little bit earlier. It is going to be an ass whooping of epic proportions. Yeah, That's what I'm, I'm expecting. I. I Carl, I, you listen, don't want to watch that game. I will watch that game. And I will rock my star. I will support my team. <laughs> Well, anything can happen. See, that's what's anything possible. possible. Any Kevin given Sunday. True. Except for this Sunday. It's going to be a fucking bloodbath. No, anything, anything is possible. Literally anything is possible. True, I guess. After you I'm go 18 no and then loses your bolt, anything is possible. That's true. That's a good point. Just saying. Brand, but, I mean, okay, I never bet on sports, but I did it one time, and I bet on the one game when Jamarcus Russell had, like, the best game of his life. Like, the one time. Yeah. And I lost money. So, <laughs> I never did it again. <laughs> Anything's possible. Screw it. In regards to the trading, I know we talked about it earlier. I would yes. take advantage of someone all day, all night. I don't care. What else? That's yeah, me. you're the ass face. <laughs> In my opinion, it is the trade rapist's fault for making it a negative. That's not a cool thing to do when somebody doesn't know the names of the players that they're trading away. That's not a cool thing to do to somebody who's just starting up. That's not cool. Damn. Also... It has been confirmed, should you do that, the fantasy gods will smite thee. This situation happened in me and Carl's, mine and Carl's, a fantasy league. And uh, the person was the number one team in the league. He trade-raped a newbie real bad. And uh, he hasn't won since. <laughs> the person he traded for... Is injured. <laughs> yeah, he's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just but, played him and destroyed him by God, almost a hundred points. So if so, Victor, if you're playing a video game, and you see a new guy playing online, would you just destroy him over and over again to boost your stats? I would. Well, you would. I, I get bored after the first two, three times. Not true. But then I wouldn't get bored till he quit. Yeah. Razor, chime in on this. I think you always want to do. What's best? What's <laughs> best? <laughs> I like that answer. answer. What's best? Oh. And his answer, Maurice's legal definition. Oh, here's the thing. Here's, so here's are two talk, different things. And I talk about this in, uh, in uh, flag football too because there's new teams come in, they nearly form, they don't really know what they're doing, and they get destroyed by everyone. And I feel bad because I don't want them to leave. And that's why we're always really nice to them. To them. Yeah, well, we're super we, nice. While we are destroying them, right, but I'm not going really nice to hold up. I'm going to run that score right up. Because, <laughs> right. but also tiebreaker is point scored. So, but then like there was one team that lost every game last year, and they just never came. They're not coming back. Failure is the best way to learn. That's true. That's true. I gave them participation trophy. Just kidding. Didn't Your Cowboys that. are about to get a if, real good lesson, Carl. <laughs> if you're gross. <laughs> If your He's growth is built that. on someone I'm still else's talk demise, crap. <laughs> yeah. is that what this is? Is that what the question is? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is kind of growth on someone's demise. You're taking advantage of them, yeah. but but I mean anything could like the team, the, the trade that actually didn't work out for that guy, right? But also it all it's all perception. Like John just messaged me about a trade that he's not. He's like, oh, that's a bad trade. But I'm looking. I'm like, it's not that about to me. But I'll have to look into it later. Since oh, is that the one you wanted to ask me about? There's a lot of moving parts. No, that was something of mine. Oh, I'll ask you about that tomorrow. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll ask you about this one too, just to see what you think about okay, it tomorrow. Sure. And then we'll uh, we'll talk about it next week. Okay. 
Uh, that's the only uh, email we have for this week. But John, I hope we answered your question. Hope you. I don't know. You agree with that? Yeah, just don't email that. Don't trade it. rave. Try to be fair. Just man. be fair. I am a big proponent of letting everybody run their team the way that they should or they want to. I'm sorry, the way that they want to. But there's just there's some things that just don't pass the eye test, and you know when you see it. You know it. You know what I'm talking about. Yep. Don't trade rave. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Oh, and uh, Cowboys oh, Nation. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. I think I just found an example. Nice. It's like kind of similar. Like if you work at a school and you switch some kids to somebody else's advisory because that teacher's new. <gasps> yep. Right. You just trade rape that teacher. <laughs> when you give oh. them the terrible students. And maybe you take some Don't do ones. that. <laughs> hey, I guess I do it all day. Not cheating students. Don't so. do that. Or do it. <laughs> Unless you're the one that's being the, sent the students. But I say, send them away. Right. Just, the uh, just do what's right. Yeah. For yourself. They might be better on your team. Yeah. You, can, you reach them. You reach these kids. You reach them. That's what I would say. Nice. <laughs> I did it. That's pretty yeah, perfect. Great. Nice work. Nice work. So, uh, Razor, thank you so much for joining us today. Where can uh, our listeners find you? I know we kind of talked about it a little bit on the show. but Sure. So, um, my web addresses are venussings.com and ambitiousblackfeminist.com. And um, you can find me at 3AMBlack on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Perfect. Carl Berg, where can our listeners find our show? Oh, yeah. Twitter, Codex Prime Cast. Uh, Facebook, Codex Prime Podcast. On Instagram, at Codex Prime Podcast. Anything else I'm forgetting? Soon to be Tumblr. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tumblr. Tumblr. SoundCloud. Yeah, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. ITunes, give us some reviews. Maybe YouTube when Vic feels like figuring that out. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I can, I can Google something. I'm going to figure, figure it out. out. <laughs> <laughs> we're, uh, we're trying to get some more uh, interviews, too, via Skype, some long distance. We're still working out the logistics of that. We're going to effort that. Yeah. Don't you worry. It's going to, yeah. The we're going to effort that. In place. There'll yeah. be some good ones coming up, too. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. But, um, yeah, email the show. Any, any thoughts, concerns, questions about fantasy football, we're here to answer. Um, but, uh, Razor, thank you again so much. Welcome back anytime. Thanks. But, uh, everyone, thank you for listening to the show, and we'll catch you next week. Later, nerds. Peace out, everybody. Go Cowboys. Peace out. Cowboys are going to destroy this week. I said bye. Didn't I say bye? You did.